0: You come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. <laughs> Welcome to the Scumbar Podcast Marvel Movie Marathon, where we go through the 22 films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Starting with Iron Man donning his first suit and ending with Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet. We're gonna talk Iron Man, Captain America... Um, oh, I, I didn't write anything new here. So I mean, let's we say, might bring it up. Um, The Eye of Agamotto. Yes. And everything in between. I'm your host, Captain. A mat brush. And with me today is
1: not the Mordo one. himself. I'm. Why, why am I a Mordo of all people? That's oh. the first name I thought of. Oh, I hated Mordo. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I guess I, I'm, I'm Mordoz. me Mordoz. Uh oh. oh. Well, hello, Anthos.
0: Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Matt <clears throat> To anybody who doesn't understand what's going on, we normally write down some things there to help us on our little script. Um, totally forgot to write down the beginning part of it. I uh, skipped ahead and did the rest of the script, so because of that, I was just trying to improvise. <laughs> and it went spectacularly. It went exactly as I expected. Yeah. Um, warning for anybody who's listening right now. The Scumbar Podcast, I hate to say this, it's going to contain spoilers. Spoilage. For this movie and the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, if you don't want to be spoiled oh. with the spoilage run away run away right now and never come back you are so and Never come back again if you enjoy this gumbar podcast though <laughs> be sure to leave us a like and a subscribe or a comment or or era, era, any of your favorite things that you want <laughs> that <laughs> just was go okay. to any of your favorite podcasting platform just give us you give fit us that a in like. really well good job yeah thank you well i already made a noise that sounded kind of like it sounds like there we go
1: i'm doing so it. It. it's happening yeah, okay.
0: yeah. Anthos, I just, I'm on a roll right now, but this yeah. week, for our Marvel Movie Marathon, we're going to be talking about 2016's Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor talking about roles. I know. Really, uh, uh, Starring <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch role, mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton role, Rachel <laughs> McAdams role.
1: McMuffin. I don't know how to pronounce this um, guy's middle. name,
0: but Chiwetel Ejiofor. I, I probably got it way wrong. Probably. And Mads Mikkelsen, which is surprisingly easier to say. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's big uh, roll. Before I butcher more names, Anthos, why don't you just go ahead and give us a nice synop summary of this whole film?
1: <coughs> M. After a horrible car accident, brilliant neurosurgeon Stephen Strange must find a way and a cure to his healing his hands. His quest brings him to kamar in Nepal, oh where he studies under the Ancient One, who teaches him the ways of magic and alternate realities. With new skills of interdimensional travel and spells, Strange soon discovers that he must protect the world from a deadly enemy who is out to destroy it. Dun, dun, dun! dun! Yeah. Will he
0: win or will he prevail? Wait, Find out
1: when you on watch this the week's episode oh, yeah. of
0: Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Find out <laughs> 5 episodes later. <laughs> um so what Anthos and I like to do here on the MCU uh podcast is what we like we want to break it down into three is this the MCU
1: apps. podcast though can we call ourselves the MCU podcast well no we are scumbar podcast okay. doing the this... Marvel movie marathon I thought maybe um, we got sponsored I just didn't know about it I just
0: made the MCU version of the Marvel of the movie marathon stuff that we do okay um <laughs> but what we like to do is we like to break it down to three acts break it uh, and then we talk about each act separately before we do that though I usually like to give a recollection of what this movie was like in theaters I gotta be honest though I don't remember this at all in theaters I know I saw it in theaters but I just don't remember my thoughts I don't remember anything about watching this movie in theaters
1: I remember thinking Inception a lot because oh, really? of all this the scenes like on the streets and the highways and like anything oh, you're to right. do like yeah, yeah like effects, effects. exactly right. all the effects and uh i also remember thinking the whole first uh the whole first opening like we'll get to it but when he first goes through like the basically the multiverse or just like a space and time and everything like the first time he gets hit into astral projection Mm. um i remember thinking like wow that was a really 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 long scene of just him going through everything and yeah in the theater i thought it was a bit too long watching it now i don't mind it i think because i can kind of appreciate it a little bit more actually like the, the artistry that went into the stuff that you see during that moment uh, but anyway i uh i think i i remember coming out of it thinking like oh that was a fun movie and yeah, yeah that's it
0: I, I i wish i remember a little bit more about it all uh from the theater experience but yeah unfortunately i, I couldn't even tell you what theater i went to i, I can't remember really anything about it so um,
1: um when did it come out 2016
0: yeah. I think the issue is that I watched it a few times when it then released. Yeah. Uh, then I watched it more after the fact. So I, I get it all blended together and I can't remember now.
1: Well, you were definitely in Vancouver still for that one. I was, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Um. Alright, so let's get into Act 1 here. Let's just dive right into it and start going. Alright. So, Act 1, I like to name
1: Strange's Anatomy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, I like it. Uh, I called mine a turn of events.
0: Oh. Why a yeah. turn? Because he took I- a wrong turn?
1: Well, well, he, I guess he didn't really make a wrong turn, but I mean, like, it was on know, a turn. things, yeah, well, mm. so that, that is part of it. <clears throat> the other part is that there's a lot of uh, him learning about how to use the sling ring, and he's just, like, constantly doing, Oh right. like, doing the wax on, wax off gesture, which is kind of like, he's turning, he's turning true. the wheel. True, true, yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you just do to me? I pushed your astral form out of your physical form. What's in that T? Silasobin? LSD? It's just T. With a little honey. What just happened? For a moment, you entered
0: the astral dimension. The what? A place where the soul exists apart from the body. Why are you doing this to me? To show you just how much you don't know. Open your <laughs> eyes! <laughs> 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 the shit just goes... <laughs> <laughs> it's like so crazy at that moment. Yeah, it's very crazy, yeah. Um, anyways, let's get into the movie here. All uh, right movie starts off with Kai Cilius and his goons his escaping <laughs> his goombas <laughs> his goombas goomba Kai um, and they're all <laughs> heading out with the uh, the stolen page yep um, I, for some reason I wrote this in here just as a little quote because for some reason this the, his line when he goes hypocrite for some always. reason, that always just stays in me right. and, like, in my head there for a little while. Because yeah. I, I like his, I like his delivery. I'm a big Mads Mickelson fan. I, I actually haven't seen a lot that he's in. But every time I see something he's in, I really enjoy it. Oh, yeah. So he, he's, I think he's he, great.
1: He always does such a good job. I I'm all, not a big fan of Rogue One, and we don't need
0: to talk about it. But he's great in well, Rogue, he, yeah, Rogue One. Well, yeah, exactly. Like he really does find that one. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't Anyways. he
1: also, uh, oh, in Casino Royale, right? Mm-hmm. right yep. yeah well yep, i know yep, one yep. of the james bond movies for sure i've only I'd seen about half of
0: it. that film but you're totally right he's the bad guy i believe in casino Royale. yeah yeah,
1: yeah and yeah i can't think of a time where i've seen him and i didn't <laughs> like what he did he did he did really well yeah yep. that scene when he said hypocrite i was like wow something about this is already to me like very powerful it's deep exactly it's yeah. yeah i like
0: that powerful you're right yeah 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 so it's i um, was... it's a really cool scene just because you know there's a lot more going on than what you're actually watching mm-hmm. you're watching a really cool battle and there's all this like funky cool interesting stuff happening but when he says hypocrite it tells you there's so much more than what you even know
1: yeah, yeah. it kind of gives you something like even though we don't like later on they're not uh they don't become like the main like either of them are the main protagonist or somebody that we kind of follow as well as we, as well as we follow dr strange mm-hmm. but that scene gives us something to be invested in already without dr strange being in the movie like being introduced yet yeah so which i think is kind of it was a kind of a cool opening at the same time I was thinking like something about this seems very cliche for like a typical um, a movie about like magic or myths kind of thing where, where they kind of, they don't start with the main antagonist or main protagonist you're going to follow, but they start off with like, it's very harry potter starts to dumbledore and minerva and there's all this magic going on and yeah, then it exactly. gets into harry
0: potter's origins yeah yeah, yeah yeah or lord of the rings does the whole prequel battle and all that kind of stuff then it gets into the shire yeah and, it's kind of yeah, like that sure. it's like
1: like this is the whole prelude happening right now is that what's called prelude mm-hmm. yeah yeah pre pre prologue. it's epilogue prelude prelude pre-logue? sure <laughs> whatever
0: anyway yeah pre prelude prelude
1: yes. and prologue
0: prelude. um Anyway, so, yeah, we go through that quick little scene that we still don't know much about what happened, but there's a nice little fun battle scene, and we see the Ancient One using the mirror world there. It's kind of a fun little moment. Mm-hmm. And we quickly cut off to Grey's Anatomy, or our favorite episode of VR or Dr. House, and we <laughs> yeah. now have Dr. Strange, <laughs> and uh, he's, uh feels so good. He's doing some music trivia and trying to talk about Chuck Mangione. I, I do like this scene because it's very Iron Man-esque. He's very cocky. He's very yes, super cocky. And, yeah. he's he's He puts his money where his mouth is. He's good at what he does. That's mm-hmm. what I really like. He's cocky, but he's also good. Which is, that's a fun hero for sure.
1: Yeah. And then I, I guess like, I think we kind of get it in the opening that he doesn't like to rely on anybody else. Like True. he'll only rely on, on himself <clears throat> because he only trusts himself to have the knowledge or the skill to do the right thing, right? Because he doesn't, he doesn't trust Nick to help him. Uh, so Nick is like that other surgeon who was yep. going to take the... Um, that body way thinking that it was dead yeah Can't, yeah, uh, he. Uh, yeah. and, and that he wanted to did, be yeah. the one to assist but he said no uh, yeah. automatically but it could be for other reasons but i think that already kind of goes to show you that yeah he's he's not somebody who's going to trust other people very easily he's just really inclined to like it's my way with the highway kind of thing right for yeah. sure mm-hmm.
0: yeah i really like the whole turn of events there yeah there's the the, the scene and he does that surgery he tells nick oh subtle subtle clue to time by the way this whole movie has time all over the place and uh they Mm. they 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 allude to time many 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 moments but it all starts with the very first time he tells nick to cover his watch with his hand there so that he can perform the surgery um but they do a lot of watches a lot of clockwork a lot of time because the whole thing is leading up to the uh the stone which is the time stone Mm -hmm. um anyways so yeah i i really like the whole surgery scene i think it's great and i love the moment at the end there when they they tell the people that obviously the surgery went okay and they mm-hmm. go to hug they go they go do the hug and all and that does you know, that side hug yes he does the side hug you can watch benedict cumberbatch he's he's really he's a great actor and the performance he throws in here for dr stephen strange yeah you can tell that he's very um it's just to himself he's very to himself he, he likes to keep everything just to him and he doesn't really like to let people into his space so, yeah. It's funny think, living in a COVID world and then watching a movie like that where there's like a hug going on, but he's like already a little bit hesitant to accept that hug. That's like right. it almost looks like something that's happening during COVID.
1: Like. Yeah, it kind of does. Actually, when I nowadays, even though I watch something that is from before, if I see people, yeah, kiss or hug or get like really close, I'm thinking, like, what? They can do that? Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to reality. But yep. yeah, I think um that that side hug, I guess, yeah, in a way, it also kind of represents that he's not he didn't really do it for them he did it for his own satisfaction or own glory right because i think later on when he um encounters pangborn pangborn was like oh i came to you once but um but you didn't take me because i was an untreatable case and there was no glory in it for you kind of thing." right
0: so well i think his is also a mix of arrogance there i really think he wanted to put nick in his place later christine she gets mad at him for making nick look so foolish and I think a lot of it was just him trying to make look, Nick look as foolish as he could. And mm-hmm. also probably in front of Christine. Because as we f- later find out, he still has a lot of feelings for Christine. Right. He just doesn't know how to show it. Yeah. Um, so after this whole montage at the beginning, you know, we get a little little nod to the fact that him and Christine used to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Strange is going to head off to a, a public meeting where he's going to be doing a conference, I think, or something. Yeah. Um, another subtle nod where he's choosing a watch he wants mm-hmm. to grab. And he's got all many different watches. watches. Yeah. He's got a and ton they're all of spinning. Watches they're turning um, oh like ah. if you could turn back time yeah yeah or turn um, <laughs> forward time we get a terrible terrible car crash scene that comes up when he goes and drives to the meeting this thing like it's a it's like a jump scare like it got me in the theater I think I'm pretty sure it got me in the theater, if I can remember that from the theater, but I'm pretty sure it got me there, because ever since then, now when it's coming, I'm, like, trying to anticipate when it's going to happen. Uh, it's yeah. It's just, like, it's very subtle, because he, like, looks at his phone, and then it just hits out of nowhere. Yeah. Which makes it kind of realistic and freaky, actually.
1: Well, yeah, and it's also, like, it starts raining out of nowhere just before it happens, and it's yeah. all dark, and, and I think, like, the way that it spins, it's just so rapid. Yeah. So, I think... That kind of adds to the effect. Like, I know thinking about that in the theater, I was like, holy, this seems yeah. like so intense. It's very brutal. Like, I yeah. mean, it
0: should be more brutal when Tony gets hit by like a, a shrapnel piece and all that stuff. Like, that should should have been more brutal. But this one just, this one feels more visceral. It just hits me really hard when he gets hit by that, or when his car goes flying like that. Uh, I don't know yeah. why. And then watching the dash crunch over to his hands. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's really brutal every time I watch it. I actually
1: um, still have a hard time looking at his hands. I know, like with the uh, like, it's just the makeup is done so well, and yeah. the fact that he's constantly shaking, it actually yeah. like I feel it as I'm watching. And it. Him. it makes he me a, a little uncomfortable, but
0: yeah, we'll in, notice in that later way. in the film too. They do a great job of telling you what his hands are like in health, just <clears throat> yeah. for his acting. But they, they don't use dialogue sometimes; they'll just yeah. show it by showing the hand. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, one brief thing here is they actually mentioned Brody, I think, on the radio call there. Because they talk about a, a, a pilot or a corporal or something that um, needs to get an operation done.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, I was going to look at that. I think they're alluding to Rhodey. Yeah, yeah, they must be. Because I remember, well, I, I made a note saying like, oh, are there any Easter eggs or, or things to mention? Because they right. mentioned like three different victims. And I was they like, do. one of them has to be somebody that we've already... I'm sure the first one know.
0: was Rhodey because they talked about it being a pilot. And then he's like, well, somebody else can deal with that one or something. And he, he essentially mentioned that that guy's got a bunch of people that could operate on it.
1: Yeah. So. Like Tony. But not Exactly. Really. Tony, tony's team
0: <laughs> after the car crash we get a bunch of moments there like you were explaining where he's in the hospital recovery bed he's got all the pins and needles all in him and stuff and we get yeah. that crazy line where he's like i could have done that. i could have yeah oh geez so it's, cocky. it crushes me because yeah it's ego <laughs> but he knows he probably could have though right like yeah it's ego, but it's also he is one of the best surgeons out there so yeah it's a little it's, heartbreaking it kind yeah, of ra- sucks
1: <laughs> random thought it reminds me of uh that episode in friends i haven't done this in a long time <laughs> but um there's an ep- there's uh there's a scene in friends where it's joey um he's uh oh i think he's coming back to oh no 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 it's when he gets he gets fired from being on uh, days of our lives and right. they find finally like, he gets like thrown down an elevator shaft and he doesn't he can't shafted <laughs> he, he got shafted and he he can't recover because the only person that would have been um capable of Oh yeah, like his brain was himself. <laughs>
0: so. I forgot about Any- that.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's, yeah. So that's so that. good. So friends. I love friends it. There. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, yeah, I, these scenes are actually pretty heartbreaking where he's um you know, he's lost a lot of ability in his hands. Um he's trying to recover but he's going through just a lot of strain he goes for another re-surgery it seems like he goes under again they try to do surgery on him again Um, and
1: and it's also something that he looked into himself or like it's from his own knowledge right because he during uh i think he was with the board and he said like oh do this do this do this or whatever Mm. and then they were like oh that could work like as if they've never thought about it right so it's again him still trying to control the situation I
0: really it's. I also don't like watching the scene where he's, he's got the stress the hand stress oh, yeah, he's pulling it and uh, when he's pulling it you can see all the tendons and everything working in his hand and it's just yeah. you just feel for him like uh. I feel you feel so bad for him yeah Um. As uh. even though he's also like like, I don't know. It's because it's real. Like, since he's angry about it, you f- it feels so much more real to me. I just, I connect mm-hmm. with him so much more because of his anger. It's weird, but I really like it.
1: I think, well, yeah, he, he doesn't really need to show emotion verbally. Like, we'll get a little yeah. bit later on, but it, it's really just in the subtleties. Like, because yeah. every once in a while, you'll see him, like, he'll be standing or sitting somewhere and, like, his, his fingers will be shaking a mm-hmm. little bit, right? And yes. it's not something that it's meant for you to watch or to take notice of, but it's just there. Yeah. It's just, like, constant reminder. Like, this is where he's at, and yeah, I always feel it. Oh man, when so I, I just got to the scene like on on my screen where he was trying to shave, oh, and I remember oh he's trembling. Oh, yeah. God. I remember in the theater. I do remember this part now. Yeah, in the theater, um, like as he was holding it, I was like, oh, like I'm picturing myself trying to do it and trying I to know. hold the razor and like, Oh, yeah. it's, just, ugh, it's so difficult.
0: What's really important though is that they're showing how much he's trying. That's something that we're trying to emphasize so much here is how much Doctor Strange or Stephen just keeps going. You know, mm-hmm. he just keeps trying and trying and trying. and He doesn't give up. And that's that plays throughout the whole film, and it also plays really intensely into the ending of the film. Yeah. But he just he does not give up. Um, so I really like the scene where he sends Christine away. She comes in, and then he's all mad because there was a doctor who would not go with the the operation that he thinks will work. Mm-hmm. Um, doctor doesn't want to try it, so that that might have been his final resort. We're not sure, but it seems yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. And then Christine comes in. It just happens to be a bad moment, and he sends her away. And he says that line, "You care so much," and just the way he says it is so good. It's just mm-hmm. like it, it just. Cuts right to the heart of it. She hates hearing it, like, that he's some kind of dog that she's taking care of. Although it might be true, but she hates hearing it anyways and then leaves. Yeah. Um, That's the problem, is he's probably saying a lot of truth in his words, but nobody, like, he's just not tactful about any of it,
1: right? Like, right, yeah, exactly. It's it's the execute or, like, the delivery of it. For sure. Yeah.
0: But also on that note, Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent in this is really, really good. Yeah. When he says that line specifically, you care so much, it was actually in the trailer. And I remember hearing it going, like, ooh, that's good. Like,
1: that's <laughs> really good. He just rounds out those words and he enunciates. Yeah. Well, like, when
0: yeah, you're used really... to him as Sherlock for so long, and then you watch him in this, it's just
1: it's an interesting contrast right away. Oh, completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's such, a, it's such a flip. And it I think I was so used to watching Sherlock that when I saw him in this, I was like, what the I know. Fuck? Yeah. Yeah. But um
0: so yeah. next we find that he seeks out a man named Jonathan Pangborn. He Pangborn. hears that there is a guy who lost I think he lost um ability to move any of his arms or legs or anything probably like, it was a spinal injury right
1: yeah spinal injury so he was paralyzed from like somewhere around like the chest down
0: yeah pretty much yeah so this man apparently now is able to walk again which steven strange doesn't understand at all he says it's impossible but no mm-hmm. it, this man is apparently able to do it so he goes mm-hmm. and seeks him out and uh i really like this actor who plays this guy um you can tell he's not like an extra actor or like a or like a c or d list actor like you can tell he they actually got like a, a who could have probably played a lead in this movie kind of actor to play this character. Yeah. Because his subtleties are really, really, like, right on when mm-hmm. he's talking to him. And um, you just, you know there's so much more behind him when he's talking. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, interesting guy. And it essentially tells Stephen that he has to seek out the... Uh,
1: Camartage.
0: Camartage, yes. Camartage.
1: Yeah. Interesting little place. Mm-hmm. it um, out and... Uh, and was that? Did he, he didn't really say much other than, like, He Oh, he was talking about how he wanted to elevate himself mentally. So that was kind of like the reason why he went. Like, he wasn't actually trying to heal himself physically. But he thought, like, what what else can I do with my body while I'm in this situation? It's elevate myself mentally. Which I think, like, that is... I feel like that's a... I like the fact that he went for that purpose. Not Mm -hmm. that he went to heal himself physically and then got that and then left. But he actually went for something... Like he was trying to figure out like what he could do left with him with himself. Like he accepted his fate, and then he went to, he went to go do something, to um to still like find a way to still have purpose, right. but in the end was still rewarded with that miracle of being able to, take take his gift and then and you know take with it, uh, take it and then walk with it, um which I feel like that is a good conversation for Strange to have at this point because like i don't know if i if i got a lo- uh, enough of it throughout the whole movie but um i find that there are a lot of times where and i'm sure it's it's on purpose that you know he's he's putting his his own take or his own answers or his own way uh his own methods on like every single step pretty much throughout this whole movie right um and uh i i think i i wanted some more kind of building it in uh, different aspects of what um uh, things that it seems like he should be learning or like adapting. Right. Um, so at least like having this conversation where it's supposed to prompt him, like you're going to these people because like, you're supposed to be elevating or like, because you should be expecting something better for yourself. Um, like mentally, as opposed to trying to fix your hands for like what you think is good for yourself. Right. You know. So I, yeah, I just thought that it was, it's a good, important, uh, conversation and, uh, like separation for, for strange to know about before moving forward.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's all. I think so. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and <clears throat> so when he to to go and seek out that, he goes to uh, where is Kamartage? Is it in India? I didn't. I can't. I just no. Saw it's in a,
1: Kathmandu, Nepal.
0: Kathmandu, Nepal. Thank you, Nepal. Yeah. So it's in Nepal. Mm-hmm. Um, so he seeks out
1: Kamartage, and we get a, a few sequences here of him just kind of Kamartage. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I was ho- i was wondering if maybe like did they did they cut out extra scenes of him just like walking around like a zombie like come on it's like he's like homeless and he's asking for
0: change it's pretty funny but, yeah <laughs> um there is a moment where i just watched a deleted scene actually where he uh, is healing a dog there's a dog with a limp and he takes any a little stick and he makes a splint for the dog Mm. and it's really interesting because in that moment that's when Mordo actually notices him and watches him make the split for the dog mm-hmm. and I really wish they kept the scene in because that was my big question is why is Mordo care so much about Stephen Strange Yeah, he, he has a lot of hope for him at the, mm-hmm. at the beginning and really wants him to, to do well and it just doesn't make much sense but at the beginning apparently there was that deleted scene with the dog and Mordo's watching him heal the dog so he has some kind of reason to think that Stephen Strange is a good person
1: yeah exactly that would and, have been uh, a good thing to have because otherwise yeah. it's kind of it is kind of weird that he just suddenly starts stalking him it's almost like he's he just happens to have some sort of sense about him but i don't for know sure. if that's enough that's not that's not something that's not like a core principle of what they do at the uh, at comrade right like they don't exactly. they don't sense things and people but they just use their spirituality to um harness magic right, right? It's, it's a different kind of uh, it's a different kind of principle so it's kind of weird for him to just follow him with that mentality
0: right yeah and right when the deleted scene ends right when he comes up from healing the dog is actually he got distracted with the dog so the people were circling him that end up uh um, jumping him so it yeah. actually totally makes sense it all connected really well but they actually cut it out so mm. um but yeah so he then gets jumped and what do they take from him they take from him his watch which is one of the most <clears> important <throat> things to him his watch has the christine writing on it and all that so again time playing into the movie um and they end up as they jump him and he fights them back with his like hands that are in pain and uh you get that moment where he punches him and then he instantly groans because he hurts his hand yeah um what ends up breaking in the end is the watch so the watch Mm -hmm. gets broken and doesn't tell time anymore yeah um mordo ends up helping him and comes to his rescue and fights all the guys in a very marvel karate way
1: (laughs) oh you know what? sorry i I also wanted to mention the whole thing about the watch i Mm. i assume it's meant to be symbolism for him like the watch itself like seeing that the watch is broken like he he's at his lowest point up until the uh up until when he gets to kamar so Mm -hmm. that's when his watch breaks (laughs) and it's cracked um and then he he looks back at it like every now and then throughout the movie and then Mm -hmm. later on at the he puts it back on um because he kind of like accepts you know whatever his fate is so i kind of feel like yeah i think the watch is meant to be symbolism for strange like as a person or just like strange's life
0: well i think i think time the natural law ruled his life a lot and i do believe that at that moment mm. when it breaks and time freezes then maybe that's him letting go he's mm. it's it's almost like letting go of the ego that he has to do later but it's like letting okay. go the time that constrains his life i think that's the symbolism they're going for yeah okay but yeah They. i mean time comes into most characters in this movie it's not even just him it plays as we see with the ancient one as well so time is all over the place with this movie yeah um so he, gets into Karmart, or so he gets jumped, Morto saves him, and then Strange gets to go inside Kamartaj to meet the Ancient One. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of a uh, mix-up where he thinks uh, one of the other guys is the Ancient One, and it turns out yeah. that no, Tilda Swinton in the corner was the mm-hmm. Ancient One, of course.
1: Yeah. And uh, then we Which, have that... Oh, so I was actually going to mention that, so in the comics, I don't know if there are any comic versions of uh, the Ancient One that are female, but yeah, or like originally... Uh, that I know of that the ancient one is uh, has always been a male figure right <clears throat> so I find it's interesting that Marvel decided to have a female figure to play the role which to me like I feel like that kind of just justifies that you don't ever have to stick to a pre-made character um uh like their their ethnicity or the demographic or whatever you can you can, like you can get anybody to play like a certain character like you don't have to just play to the you don't, you don't just have to play the character, you know what I mean? So, like, right. Like it's... I don't know. Like, if they can do it, like, why... I'm not saying that other people don't do it, but I feel like there's still kind of, like, this stigma. I'm sure... Well, maybe there's some sort of stigma that... Um, if you have... Uh, if you have a movie where you are adapting from, say, a book or a comic book, where the book itself says that the main character is, uh, like, a white white person blue eyes blonde hair but then you don't have to cast that kind of person like that you don't have to cast somebody with those specific traits right like i don't see why you can't just cast anybody else as long as they can actually act like do the roles and portray um what the character is supposed to portray you know what i mean I don't for know sure. why I'm going on a tangent on this, but it's oh, just it's, something. It's that all good. I mean, I think it's
0: all relative depending on how popularized the character is. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with this one, I don't know anything about the ancient one, and I really think that Tilda Swinton did a really good job. So yeah, it doesn't she bother did. me at all that they gender bended the whole character. I think it's mm-hmm. totally fine because it doesn't change anything for me. But I think there's lots of movies out there where if you change the look and feel of the character or the gender of the character, that might, it would probably disappoint me. Might not necessarily <laughs> ruin the character, but I'm sure it yep. would disappoint me. Like uh, if if it was somebody I, I was expecting to be a certain mm-hmm. way or look or talk or, certain way or something. Um, yeah. Um, and, and that does happen, but I mean, there's other ones that it doesn't matter. Like uh, the the gun, uh, the the Dark Tower, the Dark Tower where they had Idris Elba play the main character. And um, you know, it, it, as far as those books go, he's supposed to be a white guy, but they made it Idris Elba, and it didn't change ah. anything because the culture of the character was still there. Everything about okay. the character was the exact yeah. same for his mannerisms right Mm. and so it doesn't actually change anything and i think the same thing here with tilda swinton when she's playing the ancient one i'm assuming at least that the mannerisms of the actual ancient one from the comics are there exactly here with tilda Mm -hmm. swinton's character so
1: yeah very likely i mean i i I also don't know i don't have much of a background on on the ancient one other than him being male but i mean i really enjoy the way that she acts as the ancient one anyway it's uh like, she's not somebody who is just... Um, well, the character itself, um, the ancient one, like, the way she portrays it, it's not that uh, they're just... 100% of the time they're wise and they they have the answers to everything, but no, like, sometimes... I think there's a couple moments where she's kind of, like, unsure. Like, she's having a conversation with Mordo, and I, I think it's actually just before they let him back in that she is so unsure about bringing him in because of what happened with Caecilius Having, right. um, you know, training somebody who ends up being... Um, uh, succumb to the dark side kind of thing. So, uh, <laughs> the dark dimension. Yeah, the dark dimension. Um, so, yeah, which I... And I think she does that well. She she doesn't, she doesn't show too much of, like, regret, but enough that, like, she's... She doesn't have the answers to everything, and she questions still, like, just the same, right? Definitely. So, yeah.
0: Uh, so, when he meets her for the first time, she does her little mind games. We went over the scene <clears> at <throat> the very beginning, and then mm-hmm. she ends up tapping him on the forehead, and Taking him off into a bunch of different multiverses where we can now be introduced as an audience into the idea of multiverses and magic and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really trippy. I just just was watching the background here. There's a lot of weird places he goes to. We see hands climbing from hands, climbing from hands. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, We see him falling into his own eyeball um yeah <laughs> we, we see just a lot of weird stuff it reminds me of rick and morty in a weird way it's just it's very funny how it goes to like multi multiverse and multi-dimensions and stuff mm. it's really interesting
1: i never watched rick and morty but um yeah the scene i was thinking the people who must have made this whole clip must have had such a fun time it could have yeah. been like really stressful who knows but i i feel like like sky's the limit with your creativity like do whatever you want <laughs> and, like, yeah. that's just what happened there
0: yeah, yeah there's one with those those uh, arms or hands grabbing arms and like Uh they keep like grabbing each other as they go up the exact same effect is used in it chapter two um where there's a moment where the main character puts his hand into a sewer and then all these hands are grabbing hands and grabbing hands and grabbing Uh, onto his yeah and i wonder if it's like some kind of like after effects program or some kind of like 3d modeling program that does this like modeling of hands where they shoot out from hands uh, and it must be because it's like the exact same effect it looks the exact same too yeah just um, a sort of like replication factor like dark exactly. effect sort of thing yeah. maybe you choose the shape and then it just creates from itself or something I don't know but uh, uh, yeah it was very interesting um, cool. there's uh, in this moment we also meet Dormo- Dorm- Dormammu Dormammu Dormammu, yes. Dormammu. Uh, <laughs> we meet him in the uh, multiverse here for a brief second he mm-hmm. kind of flies past Dormammu as we're talking about the dark dimension yeah. and we learn that there is this realm where things are evil as you mentioned the dark side and the light side and yeah the gray matter in between <laughs>
1: um
0: yeah so then uh, he comes back from this and as we mentioned uh, earlier he says teach me because now that he sees it he understands it's there there's some kind of world of information that he doesn't know yet
1: and he wants to learn it yeah um i really like that moment just teach me and then no yeah. <laughs> he just gets kicked yeah. out <laughs> yeah so did, did she say no because like I, I was thinking that she just said no Fear. because like he didn't he didn't acknowledge what just happened uh as something like oh this like you know this is something like forgive me for uh, not realizing or forgive me for being so arrogant or you know some some sort of acknowledgement is like what was missing and that's why she said no is is that i don't I know i think what, it's out of fear
0: i i think that she sees how much he wants to learn like i think that she was maybe thinking she might frighten him okay. by making him leave but instead yeah. of frightening him she she i mean she knows how good of a doctor he is obviously and how 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 well-acclaimed he is, and then after she shows him that, the first thing he wants to do is get more knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think instantly she knows from Caecilius that she doesn't yeah. want another Caecilius, So I think okay. out of fear, she just says no right away as in, like, she's it would be wrong to do this. Then again, yeah. you have to know that, you have to remember that she also knows that Strange is going to be as good as he is. She's seen
1: other like, well, yeah, timelines exactly. and universes, yeah. and she's seen it all anyways. Mm-hmm. So she
0: might even know that by saying no, that's the best pathway or timeline for him to get to where he gets to. So. hmm
1: yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, wonder it's, if we're going to see a lot more of that in, uh, in the multiverse. The, I hope we uh, do. in multiverse of madness when that movie comes out. Yeah,
0: I, I really hope we do, because it's a very interesting concept. Mm-hmm. So once he um, sits outside for like eight hours or so, um, <laughs> yeah. eventually Mordo, you know, <laughs> Mordo's just like the sad puppy in this, this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's just kind of like, can we just let him in? Like, um, yeah. Eventually she's like, fine, whatever, we'll, we'll let him in. And uh, he gets led into the building, just grabbed from the, co- the, the shoulder and just pulled in. Mm-hmm. I like that and then there's that that Wi-Fi password scene that we um, yeah Shambhala that, that yeah. was in all the commercials where we realized this is actually going to be a funny movie and not so serious yeah um, although it wasn't
1: it wasn't too funny it wasn't like I think we heard it too many
0: times I lost it like I remember seeing it I think on its first when it released and I was watching I was like that joke's just not funny like, oh, I not see. anymore at least like it's just, I've seen it too much yeah
1: but I mean like the, the movie as a whole I didn't find it to be oh. like a funny movie you know like it wasn't yeah. kind of like a um not Maybe because it's like kind of fun or, or anything, no. Yeah, no, no, nowhere near Guardians. I, I sometimes compare it to, like, Spider-Man. All, I think only because of uh, um, just his responses sometimes. It just... Mm. it's Like, his cockiness is Tony, but yeah. I think his actual, like, like uh, his vocabulary or just, like, the way that he speaks is more... It reminds me more of Peter Parker. That's interesting, because those are probably the characters he crosses over with
0: the most, I think. Are they, really? It seems like it. Then again, actually, I think Doctor Strange crosses with everybody. You mean throughout the movies? Yeah, well, I mean, in general, too, with comics. But I just think, like, oh, and he's comics, a big so I crossover see. character, too. But I know he crosses with Spider-Man. I mean, it's all New York
1: City-based characters yeah. anyways,
0: right? But you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that's where I ended Act 1. But I think your Act 1 goes further.
1: Well, my Act 1 kind of ends there. It actually... I, I feel like... What did I do? Uh, what did I do? <laughs> 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 I... Getting into dormant training. Uh, okay, so yeah. I sort of cut my Act... So, my, my act one ended, um... Oh, I probably should have ended it there. That would have made the most sense. I, I happened to end it just after he got back from Everest.
0: Okay, well, yeah, that's fine. I you know though.
1: what? I think I might have done that not really realizing, like, oh, like, it should have actually been earlier. So. Yeah, in my opinion, it kind of changes right there with his character
0: yeah. and his attitude and the... the
1: yeah. Yeah, I totally did. I think as soon as he started, um... As soon, uh, yeah, when he started shaving himself, I was like, oh, new... It's a new strange. It's a new act. I think. Right. But it's, that's kind of just like a weird justification. So let's let's go with yours. Let's go with okay. yours. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, we'll end that. So
0: that'll be Act One. Now moving okay. to Act Two, I named it the Strange Cult. Cool.
1: Okay. I named mine. Got to spell them all. Uh, spell them all? This uh, in this oh. act, we just happened to go <laughs> through so many new spells. <laughs> well, I mean, like there's a uh, sure there's random like weird names and stuff that come up. The Book of Cagliostro um <laughs> yeah. Agamoto. but anyway there's a I have uh, we also have like a, we see that he learns like throughout training there's a lot of different um ways to use this magically different kind of spells and then uh later on when kaecilius comes and they have this whole fight there's like a whole bunch of stuff were introduced to in that in that moment too right so for sure I right, hold on yeah. two seconds here sure what what yeah no
0: oh okay <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> sorry for <about> that. <laughs> okay, Hi. so. Sorry, I, I thought
1: I what you laughing. were saying. Okay, we're gonna switch. So I thought you were pausing. No,
0: no, we okay, we just go act one, act two, act two. Okay,
1: my apologies.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, here we go. So. Uh, <laughs> so act two, little, act two. Yes, we got a scene here. Um, I okay. will play, Caecilius. You play Doctor Strange. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How long have you been at Kamartage, Mister? Doctor. Mr. Doctor, it's strange. Maybe. Who am I to judge? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's such a funny interaction. I know. Uh,
0: I really like Kaecilius. Like, he stays his way the whole time. Yeah. to so that, that little, like, interchange there, like, it's, it's yeah. just two funny people seeing yeah. each other. I love it. At
1: first I thought, wait, is he, like, is he just... Is he joking? And they yeah, like, oh, he's serious.
0: <laughs> it's a really about... funny exchange. And I actually, I don't think I got it the first time. I think it like took me a bit to understand what just happened there. Okay. <laughs> isn't it funny that it also happens to Dr. Strange when he talks to Spider-Man later on too? <laughs> when he's just like, uh, Does it's it? when he's like Dr. Strange. And then like, uh, Peter's like, oh, reason they're made up names. Oh, okay. Well, oh yeah. <laughs> do... <laughs> <Right, laughs> no, understands. Right. That's his real name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So anyways, uh, we get Strange going to the library for the first time. He meets Wong. Hmm um yes. this is a really good scene i love him going to the library i love him just learning i love watching montages of him learning i don't know why but it's fun to watch so i love the idea of like there's unlimited knowledge here and he's the kind of guy who's just going to go and read it all and soak it really up smart. Everything. Yeah. yeah yeah um i like him the, there's a little montage of him failing at creating spells and just not doing all that great here in uh at in the beginning mm-hmm. um i like him you know with the sling ring and he's and he's failing to make the magic and uh i like that little scene where it's sparking and it's not really working but it's like yeah. trying to spark in
1: i would have been so ecstatic if i were him oh just i know the fact that like, i can make a spark there. like jeez that's so cool it's a really good lesson
0: too where she's trying to tell him it's all about the mind games i love that moment where he's just like i can't do it it's my hands my hands don't work and then she's like mm-hmm. that's not it he's like no it is it and then yeah. she just like, <laughs> pulls out that one guy she's yeah. like you do it. and he doesn't have let, let me
1: introduce you to a friend called everest <clears throat> and then you oh, well first her. she shows him the guy that doesn't have a hand and he can oh yeah it. that's right and yeah. that's when
0: he's kind of like oh what the heck like yeah
1: um yeah. It's, but yeah it's then painful. you're right
0: the Everest scene uh, that's a great moment where he's just like is this everest <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> which is okay like <clears throat> i guess in terms of like realism i think if you're that like he looked pretty high in everest so you shouldn't be able to breathe right yeah i
0: i, th- I thought too i would have figured he would die i mean it's... she did mention that he has only got like two minutes to live
1: yeah, but I thought that was because of uh, the cold temperatures, not because of the... Uh, that's true. Because of the uh, breathing Might aspect. be a
0: mix of both, though. Cold temperatures and oxygen. But it's a kind of a weird science experiment. Nobody's ever been able to have a portal so that you go from a really intense climate... No, a really yeah. regular climate to a really intense climate in like a matter of a second. So yeah. I don't really know... I don't know the science behind that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's how this movie works. It doesn't have true. to rely on things exactly. like that. Exactly. He is
0: quite high on Everest, though. so <laughs> Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Um but I, I did wonder that when it's happening. It's almost as if he just suddenly went to space for a second and you're like, "Wait a minute. This doesn't make sense." <laughs> yeah. She she pretty much
1: could have just done that.
0: Yeah,
1: maybe. Right? Like, yeah.
0: Um so then after this Everest, Everest test, um we have that funny moment where Mordos like, "Maybe I shouldn't." She's like, "No, no, no." <laughs> he's just yeah. like, "Oh, but but he's going to die." No, no, no.
1: <laughs> and then yeah, he's like, and he oh, "Not back.
0: again." Like yeah, when exactly. he finds out. Right. Yeah. He's always yeah. just so concerned, so worried. I find Mordo very emotional, which is probably why you and I both didn't like him all that much in this film. Yeah. I just find him very overly
1: emotional. It's very annoying. He's very it, needy. Yeah, you're right. It is overly emotional. I didn't think about that. But I do like I, I noted throughout the movie there is there are these times where he just gets kind of like oddly jealous, I guess. Which well, yeah. kinda of, like it's it's weird because like he seems like he's supposed to be kind of a, like transcended past all of that, you know, that he's he's kind of accepted, um, where, where, where his life has taken him, being at kamar and, and being able to use the skills that he has and use these relics and use magic and stuff, and yet he still feels these bouts of, like, just way too much emotion, especially compared to everybody else that's there, you know? Right. Like, I, I find that nobody else, like, even Kaecilius, he doesn't seem like an emotional kind of character. That's why he I'm was just of... pretty convicted with, like, what he thought was right and wrong, but it wasn't out of emotion. It was almost just, like, belief.
0: It was out of his logic. He had a yeah, logic yeah. that went one path, and Strange, has logic that almost took him down the same path, but he took a left instead of a right. Yeah, that's strange. <clears throat> um, so after the ever scene that you were mentioning this earlier, he gets his haircut and uh, and he does like the whole you know <laughs> shaving of the face and creating the Tony Stark beard, but the yeah. Doctor <laughs> yeah. Strange beard. Instead, Enter Tony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I do like that. He looks a lot like Doctor Strange. Like if you look at character um, concept art of like the comics and all that, he, did, he they really casted. Uh, casting him well mm-hmm. um yeah i agree then we get a montage of just a bunch of great great things here where he's he's reading more from uh, uh wong you know he's getting more of the books from wong he's reading at night Beyonce. now while he's asleep he's reading in his astral form which is just ins- i love that touch
1: that i awesome. love that too that was a really cool like imagine i don't know if, that's if you can
0: that... read while you were asleep
1: <laughs> oh boy i wish yeah me too oh man like i would have gone through the whole richmond library by now <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, it's... Uh, I don't know if they drew that from the comics or anything, but I think oh. that... I think that alone just shows... Um, because, okay, he we, we find out later, I think a little bit later, that he has uh, photographic memory. Yeah. So that's why I he's I like how they decide. hide that from us for a while, too. That was smart. Yeah, that's right. We don't find out <laughs> until maybe end of second act, I yeah. guess, or something? Yeah, yeah. It's after the Eye of Agamotto. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, right. So, but in the meantime, yeah, like, him, um, he's... In a way, like this is how he, um, this is him in his element kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he studied really well because of, um, sure, his photographic memory, but also because of his own methods. So he's kind of like, it's like habitual. This is what he does when he gets in the zone. Yeah. And this is what he, like, he's able to take this knowledge and then use that knowledge to gain more knowledge. <laughs> it's like, it's a really cool idea. Well, yeah, he's only
0: ever going to learn more and more and more until he's yeah. just insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we get this montage of him doing all these awesome things um we get him learning about relics uh he fights uh mordo and he does the mordo has that weird relic whip thing that's also like a staff mm-hmm. um he learns also the boots he, yeah he's, the, he's got like two relics yeah that's i don't true. know if, i forgot about i don't
1: know if they're both his or he just happens to be like using, using them in the fight one, yeah i, I think
0: I, uh, yeah the whole point of it is to, is to introduce relics to us because it's gonna be more of a thing later on i believe Yeah, and probably gonna play a bigger role in the second movie as well yeah Baby. Um, yeah But yeah, so the relics are just another thing in this Harry Potter-esque kind of movie. (laughs) Um, And so he learns about that as well, and he starts just excelling. He's stealing books from the library, and he's pretty much just starting to feel like he can do anything. Um, Even the Ancient One shows him that he can go into the Mirror Realm and practice more deadlier spells in the Mirror Realm, and uh, he learns about it there, because Mm -hmm. he's starting to advance quicker than everybody else. And this is Mm -hmm. something that the Ancient One's not surprised about. She just is uh, preparing for this
1: kind of stuff with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Something about, uh, I don't know if I'm picturing it incorrectly, but something about, like, the interactions that he has with the ancient one when he's in the uh, uh, mirror dimension. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of Morpheus teaching Neo. Thank you. I'm
0: glad you said that. This movie has crazy Matrix vibes
1: for me many, many times. But, yeah, when he's just like,
0: this is a program. Like, there's so much of that in this, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of it. But I guess it's okay to to draw from, like, that kind of stuff. I mean, it it makes sense, like, the relevance. It's
0: definitely a good... It's a good like nostalgic thing, you know. Like yeah. even when he's fighting Mordo, it's a little bit of like a Morpheus and Neo fighting there. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels a little bit like it. And I think it's probably just because of it's like almost like American culture mixed with that uh, Hong Kong kind of like fighting martial arts kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. a little bit of like both blended, which is probably why it feels like that.
1: Okay, but yeah. uh, it's just it's good. I don't know. I like it. It's fun. More. Of yeah, that. it is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there. I like how when. Uh when Mordo is actually talking about the relics and then he so he talks about the staff and then he talks about the boots and yeah. he does this little like heel click kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. this is like a little cute kind of movement and like yeah and then little the boots, by the way <laughs>
0: yeah. um after all that we got strange breaking into the library to go read some of the books mm-hmm. um he tries he goes and looks at where um caecilius had stolen the pages of this ancient book from the ancient one yeah. And uh, he notices the stolen pages and he also looks over while he's eating an apple and he mm-hmm. sees the Eye of Agamotto, his little mm-hmm. chain gauntlet, neg- not gauntlet, uh, amulet. Yeah. Um, so he decides to put it on, try a few spells here or there, and he's able to turn back time. He's able to make this apple full and then closed and full. Does that mm-hmm. mean it would be infinite food or is that just not work? Because I feel like food is also a natural law, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, I yeah, I don't know how it works and they didn't. They didn't go into a lot of... how It'd be way they too confusing, I think, if you did. Time I, is very I, confusing. Exactly. I think it'd be really convoluted. I think that's why they yeah. didn't show the Apple going past, like, right, Rotten if they yeah. should have completely disappeared then it'd be like okay so now it comes back as if out of nowhere they also didn't go too to far it.
0: before like does it go back onto a tree or something right? yeah like, exactly <laughs> like they they have too to just
1: things. show kind of like a brief range enough to make them, yeah. to make sense for the movie but
0: it was enough definitely to understand what it does you know and it was very interesting I, I remember being so enticed by that right so it's a mm-hmm. uh, that's very fun. Yeah. Um, and then he uses it in such an interesting way right after that to bring the page back into the book. It's yeah. so cool. Like, I don't know. You have to be really smart to think about something like that. But he yeah. just looks at the rip page from Caecilius, brings the page back, and in a more scary moment, he ends up being able to read what Caecilius read. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's something that it took Caecilius a long time to understand. There's a deleted scene, which is supposed to be the intro scene to the movie, where Caecilius is telling his zealots that he finally has translated the pages oh, so okay. he can read it. Um. Yeah. So, I think it's a really good moment because it shows that Doctor Strange reads it and he's able to translate it immediately. Right. But Caecilius, it took him years. Uh, Now, Mordo does explain this because Mordo and Wong, they break in and find him right away. mm -hmm. And then Mordo explains, like, how were you able to understand that? And that's, like you said, he brings up the Uh, photographic. Yeah, this is it. And uh, it's just such a good moment there. I just really like that. That whole scene, just just one of my favorite scenes in the whole
1: movie, is just really, really cool. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I guess that kind of answers it. But the whole, like, or maybe. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but the Apple, like, when he goes, uh, like, forward in time, like, we we hit that point we where, like, this side. is this is as forward and this is as backwards as we're going to go. Right. But then I was thinking that it shouldn't make sense for... Maybe at the time I was thinking, yeah, or it doesn't make sense for the page to just come back because the page still exists somewhere, right? True. So, like, Kaecilius has it, so if he's turning back time... And the page is coming back into the book. Does, like, that should mean Kaecilis does not have the page anymore.
0: I, I know. It's confusing. I don't get so... it. Because, like, I, I, it shouldn't make a copy of it. Yeah. But maybe it does.
1: I don't know. Yeah. No, it shouldn't, though. Because if you think about I... the
0: ending of the movie, like... Mm-hmm. Ah, I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Like, copies are made of things.
1: Yeah. Unless it was... Because, like, I, I couldn't tell if it became completely... Uh, what is it? Opaque? Um, or tran Yeah. O- completely opaque. Because it was... It still looked like it was slightly translucent? transparent, translucent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't sure if maybe it was just like an image of what was supposed to be there and never actually came back. But hmm. I, I would have to go back and take a look or, or dig a video. But anyway, oh, I don't that's know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Factor. Yeah,
0: but that's a really yeah. good point. I never thought about that. Um,
1: well, now you have.
0: Ahead, now I have. After <laughs> this scene, we get a brief little mention of the three different sanctums: uh, there's oh, a New yeah. York sanctum, a China sanctum, and a Hong London Kong. sanctum. Or, uh, Hong I'm Kong sorry, sanctum. Hong Kong, yes, yeah. and a London uh, sanctum yeah and during this moment i don't exactly remember how this played out but he's being told this in that kind of middle center where all three sanctums meet and i don't remember how it works but like out of nowhere the london one just like opens up they see caecilius and then it blows up and everybody gets sent launched backwards because i I think at the moment dr strange says he wasn't he wasn't here to do any kind of protecting of earth he just wanted to heal his hands but then in the middle of it he's kind of thrown into it really quickly when the london sanctum falls
1: Wait, so sorry, you're trying to figure out which part? The scene where where he's arguing
0: with Mordo and um, Wong because he's saying, like, I'm not here to protect anything. I'm just here to heal my hands while they're explaining the sanctums and why it was so dangerous for him to be working with time. Um, And then something happens from that moment to London falling the london sanctum i think i think (laughs) that i think the doors just open and kycelius is there in the london sanctum and then an explosion happens from a magical spell and then that takes out the london sanctum i think that's what happens do you remember are
1: they not in wait isn't this new york they're not in new york yet they're in the uh they're in the middle center spot oh so okay kycelius does something and then sends uh and then strange all all of a sudden ends up in new york yeah well i mean
0: there's they're in the center spot where they're all three sanctums are around them yes i'm just watching right now just to double check but yeah no what i was explaining is what happened so they're talking about the the dark realm they're talking about um and caecilius and the repercussions to what caecilius wants to do yeah after that uh the london door is open and then yeah oh i see what you mean right right, right. and then yeah so strange gets knocked into the new york sanctum
1: but the london sanctum falls at that moment Oh, okay, right, right, okay. I think I didn't get that part. I see. Okay, gotcha. Um, And then we
0: get into the New York Sanctum battle, which is kind of like Mm -hmm. the airport scene in Civil War. This is like a big battle sequence in the movie. It's one of the bigger ones, actually, I'd say. Um, It's very, very cool. It starts with kind of strange, kind of wondering where he is, walking around this whole New York Sanctum, doesn't know what's going on, Mm -hmm. to him noticing that there is, oh, for one, that he's in New York. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) He notices that. Uh, He then notices, you know, that there's another guy in this place. Um... Who seems to be the defender of the sanctum as it is mm-hmm. yeah uh the master yeah the master there and then he also notices that caecilius's
1: zealots are coming in mm-hmm.
0: and fighting them and it gets into a nice cool fight scene there in the sanctum
1: and he uh he wouldn't actually before that he sees all the relics like he goes upstairs oh true he you're notices, right yeah. uh, like all like all different all sorts of relics and he passes by the cloak the cloak the cave. Right. And, and
0: the doors the doors that go into alternate kind of places mm-hmm. uh which is kind of cool yeah. that's cool yeah, and then, again, the, the cool effects in this movie, they're very, like you mentioned earlier, Inception-like, where all the architecture just kind of morphs. I just love the morphing of the architecture. It looks so fluid and natural. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like that so. must have been
1: so <clears throat> difficult to make all that, because you have to, like, I guess conceptually, when, uh, when I think about, um, well, at least what we did at BCIT, but even still, like, I, I did take some, um, uh, like, 3D animated kind of stuff, like, courses before. So just just with my minimal knowledge it just seems like <laughs> it would be so difficult to think of like this like having some one aspect of a building just appearing from within another part of a building right you know what yeah. i mean because yeah. when like conceptually i would think like okay there's a beginning and an end but no with this it's not really there's a beginning and then another beginning and another beginning and another beginning sort of yeah thing. it just keeps going loops itself almost yeah, yeah kind of it's it's so weird to think about and yeah yeah like, I, I would be so curious to see, like, what the wireframes look like behind it all. Yeah. And, like, how it must be so messy looking or something. It must be, like, such a heavy load. But anyway. I, I yeah, don't know. But it's, it definitely, uh, it's effective. It looks really cool. And then also the cinematography works, like, really, really well. Because I think uh, as they're, they're following some of the characters that end up, um, you know, they're able to shift where their gravity is. Like, mm. Kaecilius ends up, when they're walking down the hall, he, yeah. he shifts so that he's now standing on like what would be the ceiling for us true and then his yeah. uh, his zealots end up like on the sidewalls. yeah uh, and sometimes when they're running like uh, the camera will slowly kind of pan and turn and follow their gravity yeah. and it kind of it like throws off the audience just as much as it would throw off like strange for being sure in that moment like what is happening sort of thing and having to adapt and try to figure out like how do, how can i keep up with this kind of thing right yeah so i mean there's a cool. moment
0: i'm watching the hallway scene here where uh, kaiselius extends the hallway. Then he hmm. he launches onto the ceiling. His zealots launch onto the side walls, and they all start yeah. running at Doctor Strange. Like it's so it's so yeah. much. It's just so much. Yeah. Um, then after he shifts the gravity, um, Strange is able to u- use this to his effect to pull the zealots into the desert area just behind mm-hmm. him at the end of the hall. It's really really crazy. It it effectively makes Strange look smart. It also makes um, Kylus look really
1: dangerous. It's it's really cool. Well, yeah, and I because at this point we, it's not like, um. Strange has been really, really trained in like the physical aspect of, mm-hmm. of everything there. Like he's he's definitely not a good fighter. He just happens to kind of get by. And like when he draws his own <clears> weapon, <throat> he draws he brings out like a whip, yeah. Which kind of like it works out for a little bit. And then he tries to pull out like two shields, but one kind of flickers. Oh so yeah, yeah, out, yeah, the right? failed shield. Like, yeah. He's yeah exactly. So he's he's definitely not at uh, some sort of like peak performance, and he can sort of get by. And it's more so with his, I guess in a way, it's brain. Like he doesn't use. Yeah. There aren't too many parts of these scenes where it's like, oh, that was a really smart thing to do, but he just happens to be, yeah, like, he has enough ingenuity to kind of get by and figure out, like, okay, what, how can I keep myself alive, or what can I do about this person who looks like they're stuck in the desert? Okay, close them off, kind of thing, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I, I do love that
0: though, locking them into a different zone in the desert. <laughs> I think it's kind yeah. Of funny. Yeah.
1: Um, I also like the moment where he grabs
0: relics. So he grabs the uh, the big, I don't know what it is, like a, a vase kind of thing. Yeah, um, it looks
1: like it's like a, like a giant trophy or yeah, something. Yeah, or and, uh, some chalice or something. I don't a really chalice, look, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's sense. glowing. And then I just love what this is
0: like, you don't know how to use that, do you? Yeah, it <laughs> just shucks like, okay. it at him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually,
1: for some reason, I, th- I, I think I thought this in the, in the theater when I watched it. And I did think this now, uh, recently when I watched it again. I feel like when he held that relic, That it was meant to be some sort of toilet. I don't know why, (laughs) but it just looks like it's supposed to be a toilet. I see it as a
0: gun. I don't know why, but I feel like he he holds it up and it shoots out a light or something.
1: Oh, I see. Kind of like a bazooka sort of thing. Okay. I I don't know. How how is
0: one supposed to use it? You could be more right than I am on that. I mean, it it (laughs) could could be. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like what I feel like you use it as a toilet. It absorbs it and you can like dish it out as like higher energy. (laughs) That's That's how these things work in comics. Right.
0: Um, he kicks Kaecilius into a tower which uh, has is holding the cloak and then as that moment happens the cloak ends up starting to fight Kaecilius with him Yeah. and this is really cool you get that moment where Kaecilius throws him off of the balcony and the cloak catches him mm-hmm. and carries him up and you get that awesome Doctor Strange shot with the, the cloak and the Sanctum kind of logo in the yeah, background yeah he's levitating now oh. yeah
1: that's just really cool i love that because again he looks so much like dr strange it's
0: just really Mm -hmm. well
1: done and so again i like with matt mickelson in this role i like uh well actually no sorry this is more about the the character himself that he's again he's not an emotional character because Mm -mm. as the cloak is stopping him from killing him twice he doesn't like he doesn't think like oh crap like what the heck is going on he just like continues okay like plan c exactly move move on move forward I'm I'm doing further through it yeah exactly like I have have something to do I'm just gonna do it I'm not gonna bicker about like why things are happening in the meantime to slow me down just gonna figure out figure out the way to do it I love um,
0: even even to to that extent too when later when the cloak shows Strange there's this other thing he can throw on him it's kind of like whatever it is he throws that weird little brace on him and yeah. the brace starts locking into him and he starts like moving with he the brace he becomes a
1: little terracotta warrior yeah, exactly so like I yeah when I was in Chinese dance we did uh, uh, a terracotta warrior dance oh, and okay. uh, so we start off kind of pretending to be as if we were like the clay models and then we slowly break out and become like a little bit more and more human. But okay. for him, it was kind of like the reverse. Yeah, he's slowly becoming more <laughs> terracotta. <laughs> yeah, which, but it looked really funny. It was so well done, yeah, too. it his, was like, well done. His, like, really sharp movements, but, and they're so, like, they just look so odd. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense because, yeah, like, this is what the Bryce is trying to do to you. Like, you can't, like it's not trying to make you comfortable. You're completely uncomfortable in this really awkward position. For sure. I can't tell so. how
0: much is like CGI and how much is like him on set doing like you said, like almost like motions and then yeah. like CGI stuff with it. I don't know. It also could be a body double with a face CGI face replacement. I yeah, don't know. True. But mm-hmm. it's really well done. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um I like it. Yeah, I also like that scene. he talks to Strange, you know, strange lets him talk here, and this is where he starts to tell Oh strange. yeah, he's
1: he's talking while his mouth is muffled oh yeah expecting strange to understand what he's saying. yeah (laughs) um
0: but just like you said he's he's resilient he just keeps going you know Mm -hmm. and now he knows he can't fight but he's he's using his uh words to try to attack strange to try to get into strange's head and it's effective he starts Mm -hmm. talking about the ancient one and how she pulls magic from the dark dimension 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 (laughs) yeah i don't know i I can't remember it all (laughs) yeah and um and he's right. She does. Polar magic from the dark dimension. This is something that's strange. Already, I feel like, already was wondering. Mm-hmm. And is already curious about. And now that he's hearing it from Caecilius, uh, it's confirmed it. In in his mind, I think.
1: Yeah. And actually, I should probably take this back. But it's not that he's completely emotional. He does show some emotion at this point. Because he has tears running down his face. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think maybe this is... Uh, I, I suspect it's kind of like what... Uh, like this similar pain that Morda was feeling when he felt betrayed, like finding out that True. this whole time, this is what the Ancient One was actually doing, uh, but I didn't know. And he kind of put his whole life into the Ancient One's training and and Ancient One's care or just ways of life. Yeah. And so I guess I guess this is supposed to represent what happens to those people who take up this life and then all of a sudden find out that something has gone wrong or something shatters it and they actually do show emotion but Mordo to me is still kind of like that's too much (laughs) yeah
0: there's a quick cool moment there when uh, Kaiselius tells him like what did you even come to the sanctum or what did you come to this whole thing for like what 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 were you trying to learn was it for enlightenment and it shows Dr. Strange's fist and he's clenching his fist Yeah, and then you slowly see the fist release and you realize Mm -hmm. that he couldn't really clench his fist all that great before yeah. and he's doing it now but he was doing it because he was so angry about what this guy was saying but he wasn't even thinking about the fact that he was using his fist that way and as mm. he lets go you see the shake kind of come back in yeah and you realize yeah. that yeah he's overcoming this whole thing with his hands through his mental game and none yeah. of this happening with his power so it's very very interesting but he didn't even realize Ooh. it also while this happens he gets completely distracted and then uh zealot guy throws the spear and it hits him in the chest and he falls down um and this is just a way to pretty much get Dr. Strange back into the New York hospital. So he uses this to get his sling ring and head back to the hospital after his cloak totally just takes this guy out and just, like, knocks him on the ground a bunch. Yeah. It's a crazy scene where the cloak just grabs the guy's face and just keeps clanging it on the <laughs> Just ground. bashing it over yeah. and over and over again. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't seem, like, super effective, but I guess, like, over time, it just works. <laughs> like,
1: I, yeah, I guess, yeah, to an extent. It's, it's funny, because, like, I, I thought, like, oh, is this... Like, the cloak is going to do what it needs to protect... I well, it's I assume it's doing what it uh, it needs to do to protect Strange. So I thought that it was gonna try to kill the guy, but I guess as long as he was subdued, yeah, was yeah, yeah, exactly, enough, yeah. Um, I okay, so yeah, this is this is going to lead into the uh, uh the scene back that goes uh, back to the hospital. Yep. So I I like how, like, so Rachel McAdams character Christine. Yep. Yeah. So I like how Christine is almost sort of like not really a love interest but like a semi love interest very pepper pots hey kind of like because she's not in it a lot she's just there kind of like as a as kind of like the grounded um, friend well the grounded friend the grounded support um from mm. his non-spiritual side like right. the non-comartage life that he <laughs> <Commardage>. has <laughs> so he um and I, I like that they don't really build a lot of like their love because then i think that that makes like it makes for like a completely different movie and a completely different character for him you know what i mean like that right. because then that means like he he's somebody who struggles not only to like figure himself out but he also has like a, a struggle for love that he doesn't understand and for sure kind of thing so i like that they they kind of just keep the focus on um what he just needs to do for himself as opposed to what he needs to do for himself for the sake of a relationship that's you know a good I mean? point and it's not like
0: she's like in trouble by the end of the film and he's trying to rescue her rescue a bunch of stuff you know like mm-hmm. you're right she is just there as support throughout the film but um, I do like the romance that builds throughout it with them um, but you're right maybe it's like yeah. they're leaving it for another film or it's yeah. going to just be something that he can never have just because of his character and who he potentially, is potentially yeah
1: you know? I, I think that yeah and again this would also like if they if they did happen to kind of show that love interest kind of building throughout the movie then again this would be sort of at least the way that this movie ended that he would have had to sacrifice his relationship with her in order to become this person who is now defending the uh the sanctum right so that that would have been kind of like also cliche so yeah i I, just another reason for at least i I find this another way to support like why um i like that he is separated from like any kind of like love love story arcs yeah
0: right yeah Uh, i i find this deck scene really trippy and on paper it probably seemed crazy to these people when they started doing it and then Mm. it just it makes more sense on screen i think but it's just it's kind of an interesting concept where for him to come in he pretty much passes out on the table and christine starts operating on him while Mm. she is he goes into his astral form to help her with the operation yeah Um, and he comes into the real realm to then show her where the surgery should happen all that kind of stuff Uh, meanwhile the other guy in new york or in the new york sanctum Mm -hmm. then goes into his astral form heads through the wormhole thing comes into the hospital and fights the astral form of dr strange while she's operating on his dead or dying body i guess Mm -hmm. um and their their battle is so intense it's starting to affect things in the real world (laughs) it's like yeah it's so interesting like it's very interesting it's hard but, to like keep track of but it's also like it's fun to watch but it's, it's very weird at the same time i, I don't yeah. know it's, it's, it's i don't know totally how to feel about it but i know we wouldn't see this anywhere else you know it's just so unique to dr strange mm-hmm.
1: well so what kind of confuses me about this is that to me it seems like okay so when he when he actually showed up like made himself visible to um, to Christine, mm-hmm. it looks like he comes out of the mirror dimension, right? Like yeah, there's a whole bunch of like shards like it, yeah. around him. So that means, like, if you're out of the mirror dimension, that you can you can affect what's happening in the real world. But if you're in the mirror dimension, you shouldn't be able to. So doesn't that mean every time that they hit something and like like the tray jiggles or the vending machine moves or something, shouldn't that not happen because that's happening yeah. in the mirror dimension? I, I don't know. So I don't know if I've missed something. I don't know if that may- actually is the mirror dimension, though. That might just
0: be him breaking from the astral plane into, like, reality. I'm not sure.
1: Okay, maybe that's why. Maybe it's not actually mirror dimension. It's
0: not It's not mentioned, though, so it's hard to know. It's also,
1: yeah. I, I don't know how it works, where she
0: shocks him, his physical body, and that affects his astral body. It yeah. It makes me wonder about other things. If he's cold, you know, does that make his astral body cold? You know, I, I don't understand, like, how those yeah. two are connected. Well, but, they
1: did say, no. Oh, no, sorry. No, this is, because in the mirror dimension, what happens to you in that also happens to you in the real world right because i think they were talking about that later when when morto and uh, and strange were running away oh yes. from the and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so yeah so i don't know if maybe like maybe we missed something or maybe they explained it i don't know but something just seems a little bit like you know we need to fill in the blanks right in a few spots yeah
0: but i mean it's not horrible i do like the ingenuity where christine is helping him do this battle i think it's kind of fun that like she her operating on him ends up helping him in a battle uh mm-hmm. i also like that the two, the thing that brings them right back to reconnecting is the thing that they
1: used to do together anyway together work together on surgery you know mm-hmm. um it's and also really... kind of like another matrix moment where he puts his hand in, into his own chest yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're right yeah. Yeah. um yeah it's also just um fun to watch these two reconnect
0: and then like instantly kind of had that friendship bond uh bonding again Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just like it. I don't know. I, I like these two characters. I really like the scene afterwards where they're kind of reconciling. And he ends up getting really emotional to the point where they almost kiss. She walks off because she gets called to do something. And he's actually crying.
1: And it's very interesting to know that he's, he's hit so emotionally by this. Um, okay. So also, sorry, I, I want to go back to the beginning of this. But he shows up out of nowhere. He tells somebody he needs to look for uh, Chris- Dr. Christine or whoever. Yeah. He's in
0: the nursery. And, and you
1: can tell he's got, like, he's bleeding, like, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. And so... I feel like he should have drawn enough attention that even though he said, "I need you to be the only one in the room with me to like operate on me and like nobody else," yeah. I feel like other people would have. Yeah, it later known, shows Nick getting run food in. from a vending machine. Like, why
0: isn't Nick running to wherever this ward is of this bleeding man? <laughs> yeah, like how,
1: there should have been like some more like chaos happening because a bleeding man all Where are the concerned nurses? <laughs> Where? Yeah, it's just it's very odd. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, small things. No,
0: that that totally makes sense. <laughs> um. anyways he gets emotional from this whole thing I like the little moment where the cloak starts to like take the tears away from him and I was yeah. like stop it like, yeah. <laughs> I like because the cloak it just shows like a personal bond between the yeah, cloak yeah yeah and, and the cloak
1: has a personality too
0: yeah and it reminds me of Aladdin and the carpet it's very like mm. similar mm-hmm. um, yeah you're right So, anyway, Strange returns back to the uh, New York Sanctum. I like the moment when he leaves the sling ring teleportation device. Then she kind of, like, turns around. She's kind of, like, doesn't know what's going on. Then the mop falls behind her. (laughs) She jumps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's very human, very fun. Yeah. Um, And he heads back to the New York Sanctum, and he talks to Mordo and the Ancient One. Now, this is a very interesting moment where... um, he pretty much calls out the ancient one for using the dark dimension she tells him not to do this but he does it anyways Mm -hmm. and from that moment on she pretty much knows the path i feel like at this moment she knows she's going to die i think at this moment she already knows Uh, like this is the last path for her and she can't see past this moment and i think that's already where it hits her um we're supposed to think that she's worried about what he's going to say but i think she already knows what he's going to say and she's worried about going down this path Mm mm-hmm um, yeah. We okay. also get more yeah. emotional, Mordo. <laughs> Where he's like, yeah. No, no, it couldn't be. No, yeah. he's just like overacting like crazy. Yeah. Like you're <laughs> taking crazy pills, Doctor Strange. It could never happen that way. No,
1: <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know if he's overacting, but I think it's just like the character, the way that he's meant to be portrayed, <laughs> the way he's written. Him. I guess like, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's not. I don't think
0: it's the actor's fault really. I no. actually don't even know if it's the writing. It just for some reason doesn't flow well in this script. It do, it doesn't flow well with the other characters. He just seems a little out of place.
1: Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Can
0: it be? No. Like he almost <laughs> seems like he's from Thor or something. Like it's very strange.
1: Yeah. I think, um, okay. So we're like, all these people are supposed to be there based on the like present day. Right. So I also kind of find it weird where if we have these people that are showing up there who happen to have like such a strange way of Tongue? talking yeah yeah you know what i mean like For it's sure. not it doesn't sound it actually doesn't sound modern well dr strange
0: so. sounds modern he sounds like a regular guy which we connect with uh, even the ancient one talks to him like a modern person when she says like oh it's just tea with a bit of honey like the way she talks is very normal right well, yeah ordo sounds
1: like like shakespearean almost it's really kind of a little bit i don't know why maybe we're just maybe we're just too picky but uh yeah. anyway so we yeah we we get up to um pretty much the next scene where all of a sudden uh. Um, I think Caecilius comes back and attacks, yes. right? So yeah, so um, they go into the mirror realm. Mm-hmm. So they go into the mirror dimension <clears throat> again, and um, so again we have some more inception-like kind of stuff. And I, I just find it's funny when you have these characters that are just running down the street. Yeah. Like we had this in the beginning too, where it's uh, it was Caecilius it and goofy. like <laughs> like ten of his henchmen or zealots, <laughs> and they're just like they have this like a very firm run, you know, like t one thousand from Terminator two. Yeah. It's like when they're chasing the truck, like it's just like a very non-emotional run. Or like the Tom Cruise. Yeah. Oh, it's so <laughs> straight. It's so rigid. Yeah. So yeah. So it's them running down the street and we have another scene of that again. But, but there's the- one thing. Oh, I thought that this was so cool. So as um, uh, it's just the three of them, I think. So it's um, uh, it's Cassilius and two henchmen or keep calling the henchmen, two, <laughs> two zealots. They're running in the middle of the street and then as cars are coming towards them, he doesn't like. He just shifts like the whole dimension. Mm, I know so, it's on like it's a, a, a oh, fractured so dimension cool. to the side
0: of it. They just go to, down the other path. Yeah,
1: like, oh, that's so cool. It's such a small thing to even have to put in, but I find like that's such a cool idea. Like it really adds a lot of depth to, um, to what they can do with, uh, like, to to the dimension. Yeah. Right. Like we we see that. Yeah, they can like shift and bend, um, and like things can just go, like, be put into themselves and rotate in kind of like strange ways but but those are like we see things on like very 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 large scales so we don't see a lot of small scale stuff i, I can I, I don't think in terms of uh, altering reality but something like that just like those small shifts are like ooh, that's those are really cool nuances that i like for sure yeah i i,
0: I like all the effects in the scene i think it's really well done i like from the subtleties to like cars you know when they like morph around you like oh like, yeah zoop, zoop. yeah like morphing and, up and down and around um are going turning around the whole city on its side and then yeah. falling when they hit the bus and they see stan lee <laughs>
1: yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. that's right he's reading uh the the doors of perception or something like oh, that oh i didn't even notice um i don't know if that's a real book but i assume that's meant to be kind of like a i feel like it's probably a
0: subtitle to one of the comics maybe
1: oh yeah maybe it is yeah, maybe, um but up. yeah they
0: do crazy things like they're running up a building kaiselius jumps on the building it morphs and it like starts waving like surf and stuff it's just crazy he splits the building and it spins like so much is going on and the city just caves in on itself pretty much it's just nuts yeah um you're right it looks a lot like inception but it's it's also just so trippy like it's so much more trippy than inception
1: oh okay so sorry i just looked it up um somebody has like a quick answer so, he's reading The Doors of Perception by Aldous Huxley, an essay detailing Huxley's experiences with the hallucinogenic drug mescaline. Oh, or something. okay. So, Sorry. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it has to do with the drug aspect and the fact that this is, like, we're in, like, a really trippy scene, I guess? Yeah, it gets really, really trippy. Um, I really like when the Ancient One
0: starts fighting. And, uh, she comes in and then starts helping them fight with all these zealots, which, by the way, like, a fight scene based on this kind of architecture is already bizarre. Like, they're running around fighting each other like crazy. He's running down a a balcony, and, uh, is running under the balcony. Like, just, just really bizarre stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to watch this sequence, like, over and over and over again to actually understand what's even happening. Um, it's like, you, you
1: know that painting where uh it's kind of like... Oh the stairways, they're going all the way. Yeah, stairways yeah. that look like they don't make sense, so they yeah. shouldn't be coming from where they are. It's it's like that, but on for steroids. Sure. Yeah. And animated, yeah.
0: But when the ancient one comes in, she starts morphing it to make more sense, and she makes a little arena for them. I love how the oh, arena gets yeah. like, created, that, like, disc arena. And then it's got, uh-huh. like, architecture from New York, like, building the arena. It's just And it's crazy. kind of like... It's like kaleidoscope kind of effect. Yeah. You know? Like, it's yeah. pretty, too. Like, it looks nice. Like... Mm-hmm. It's, it's I wonder if it, really, it almost looks like a church or something because like like a mural is done on it. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, and I almost kind of feel like the so each each time we see oh I just saw this. Scene. Okay, so yeah, each time we see <laughs> that they are altering what's happening in reality. So like whatever's the, whatever Kai does to alter it, it's kind of like I very, it's it's very like chaotic and uh, just things are kind of like all over the place. Not very, yep. um not chaos. structurally sound kind of thing. It's yeah, sure chaos. Like I don't think he's a very chaotic person, but it's just it's very juxtaposed from the way that the ancient one puts things together because hers is so fluid and um order it looks like everything is very yeah there's order it's organized and uh they it almost looks like everything is kind of done with with intent like every single step has is done with intent for sure um anyway so when i was like oh uh, i saw the scene where he so kai is kind of like pounds the ground and sends this like shock wave through the ground towards uh, oh i know the and she went, she, yeah and she kind of just like, absorbs it and, and then, then like, like pushes back it back like like water i'm like it, oh that's such a cool effect it reminds me of dance I actually
0: like a dance move right where you have like i one, find it yeah like doing that wave kind of motion or something it's very interesting
1: i f- yeah i agree it looks it looks very dancey very like like very kind of feeling present with uh with how like the music or like the waves are making you feel and kind of yeah. going with it like not you're not really resisting it, you're absorbing it and then kind of going with it, right? It's Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, so cool.
0: Interesting, like, cool pulse Korgon effect.
1: Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I love that scene. I
0: think it's very cool. The, the fight scene's cool. I like how Caecilius uses uh one of his zealots to then uh, sacrifice through them. Yeah, and then hit the ancient one and it's effective, it works. Mm-hmm. She gets hit and then he throws her through the sling ring portal and she just, like, falls to her death pretty much. It's pretty intense. Oh, yeah, all oh, crashes uh, through that thing just out of oh, nowhere.
1: Yeah. I think I was really shocked by that. Yeah, I think...
0: Uh, you just watch a body just fall, pretty much, like...
1: Yeah, it's, uh... I think because it's, like, it's so... Well, okay, she's in yellow, so she's obviously very colorful, and it's very... Um, it's very contrasting with everything else that's kind of really... Like, that scene is very gray, mm-hmm. right? Not just because of the buildings, but I think, like, um, like, the sky is gray, and the people nearby, like, nobody's really colorful, so I feel like seeing that, like, when that body just hits that glass and then hits the ground right after, it's, like, it's so impactful it's um it, in a way kind of reminds me of when roadie fell back in civil war um, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah but this one was kind of like played up a little bit more because that one was just like it's that like really really like dull kind of not like not dull but it was a, like a thick thud you know because mm-hmm. he's in his suit and he just like lands and there's no uh there's no like bounce there's no like um re what's the recoil there's no recoil right but in this one like she hits the she hits the glass there's all that like all the shattered shards are just surrounding her body that hits the ground and there's like a bit of like a bounce right like what body normally does yeah so i find like it's um it just so it looks like so realistic to me that it, it was like oh wow like i feel like i could have like really felt that in the theater
0: yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. But then they end up, like, cutting it immediately to, like, a comedic moment where then Doctor Strange is, like, wheeling her into the thing, and he's like, Christine! Yeah. <laughs> she's like, are you kidding Come me? <laughs> Comortage! Yeah. Um, but I do like that. Um, I like that, again, Christine is, like, his, um, almost, like, the night nurse or whatever in The Defenders. Christine is, like, his she's nurse like in the hospital. Yeah. And, uh, he's bringing in just this random woman in a yellow thing, and she's trying to operate on her. Um, yeah. I love... The subtlety where he gives Nick the scalpel and he's like, "You have to perform yeah, the surgery." Like he's giving the control to Nick. Obviously, he's learned now as time has gone on. There's this arc, um, and we get yeah, a of really... like kind
1: of relinquishing the control. Like it's not about me. It's not about me controlling stuff. And like I'm not the only one who can is capable. Like other people yeah. can do stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get like one of my
0: favorite scenes too. Is just like where he leaves into his astral form and goes and chases her down because he knows that she's going to be. Uh, Going off to go look at something else, like he's like, he or he knows that she left into her astral form at least, so mm-hmm. he's leaving yeah. to go find her. And we get just the the the, the dialogue they have here out uh, when they're looking out at the snow is just so amazing. Although I will say I didn't understand what she meant when she says your body hasn't hit the ground yet. I didn't know what she meant by that, and I thought she was doing like a riddle or something. I didn't realize she meant because when he left his astral body, his body's about to fall and hit the ground. I oh, didn't get. Okay. I didn't get. That's what she meant. So now I understand that she's slowing down like about two seconds worth of time. Yeah. To to look at the snow, as she's saying, to look at the mm-hmm. snowfall, mm-hmm. Um, and it's just amazing. It's it's a really well done scene where she's pretty much saying like she has flaws. Everyone has flaws. He's he's about to make a decision where he's going to make a flaw as well. But she has to eventually let go because of time. Like, and that's the beauty of time is that it's fleeting. So, mm-hmm. um, it's really really interesting stuff. There's this one camera move where it's behind them and is showing Tilda Swinton talking and the camera swivels around and shows dr strange and she's pretty much telling him that the dude used uh was using magic to walk and like he's using the magic to be able to create the ability for him to walk so it's not Mm -hmm. that he can actually walk it's that he's using his magic in tandem with him and uh that's where strange is fully realizing this this whole effect that he'll never be able to use his hands the way he thought he could he'll have to be able to come to terms with the fact that he's using magic to do that for him and uh, oh i see what you mean yeah yeah and it it also gives him the control i think so as the camera swivels around it's almost like saying the ancient one is now giving him the last bit of her knowledge and he's now going to be the most he's pretty much in a weird way the ancient one now he's like the new one with all the knowledge for everyone Mm -hmm. so i think all the power goes to him after the camera swivels in that moment it's very cool Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah pretty much like he's left there yeah like that moment where she she grabs his hand a little bit as oh, she's kind of like... That's so touching. Yeah. I love that. It's, it is very touching, which is... It's interesting because, like, you... I don't know. Like, I wouldn't have expected, like, that kind of... Um, uh, that kind of interaction from her because she's always mm-hmm. seemed... Like, I mean, aside from Caecilius, like, she obviously has some sort of regret and, like, emotion because of that. But, like, we don't really see her having a lot of emotion per se otherwise throughout, like, the rest of the movie. So when she... It's almost like she kind of, like, lets herself just like be vulnerable i guess in a different kind of way or just lets her i guess like she's she's coming to terms with something too right mm-hmm. um at the same time while while strangers, and so maybe like that's you know like i guess it kind of goes in tandem with like her grabbing his hand and um feeling something kind of like for one last time mm-hmm. yeah and then uh yeah, I love that then,
0: line I, though I, like you would think after all this time i'd be ready that's that's a great line like mm-hmm. and then yeah
1: and it's and it's true like you just because you kinda go through something over and over again doesn't mean you're gonna be ready for what happens next, for sure. I guess, right? Yeah. yeah. So um it's funny that like this movie I'm sure I, I probably should have paid attention. I, I think I did notice it throughout the movie that it does like, although this movie is about like um uh like magic and I'm kind of going beyond like what life is about, but I find there are a lot of lines that are actually about like just realism and like things that would normally like phrases that would normally just ground you like for thinking sure like oh yeah like exactly that's that's exactly how it is sort of thing. well that's I... good
0: fantasy if they can relate to your regular life if they can hit you something that actually hits you uh relatively in something that's fantasy and totally made up yeah. that's how you make good fantasy right yeah like yeah, you, you, you sympathize with harry potter because he lost his parents in the first chapter And you Mm -hmm. instantly, it's something real and raw that you can relate to, but Harry Potter's a wizard. You can't relate to that. you know? Yeah, exactly. So, like, you you relate to that. You relate to the romance in Harry Potter because you can relate to romance, but you don't relate to him making spells. You just wish you could. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, Yeah. that's what makes good fantasy. That's the difference right there. And, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. very good in this movie. You're right. They they, they do a very good job of that with the lines, the dialogue, and the metaphors. I think it's just really interesting. Mm Mm-hmm but yeah that's probably one of my favorite moments maybe first or second favorite moment of the whole movie is just that that last scene there until she passes away
1: Mm -hmm. um and then uh oh wait did i okay i see so your act three is coming up just after
0: yeah i end it right after she dies because i feel like that's when he changes yet again okay
1: where do i begin oh i think mine and i apologize okay. the, the
0: the scene where they almost have the kiss and all that is actually right after her death
1: that's where he's emotional and mm, his, his, I his tears are happening that's where right and happened. that's when the cloak yeah, yeah. so actually just about that scene like as she walks into just before she washes her hands she notices the cloak is just floating there <laughs> and yeah. she looks at it kind of like a, does, does it like an eye roll kind yeah, of yeah exactly like oh like, like, what? uh, whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really funny i like i like the small like nuances about this mm-hmm. movie i think they're done really well because like what this movie definitely has going for it is it does a lot of the big stuff really really well, and so it's nice to see that they also have like these really small gestures that kind of just like these kind of fill in those cracks right and uh it's not just all about the big moments but like to like just notice the small stuff too because they're just as uh i guess influential or they're just they're just as important for communicating like what the heck is happening right, right. so uh yeah, I think I I think I might have missed out on some, some notes here and there, but I think our Act is pretty much would have lined up either way, so... Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Alright, do you want to move into Act 3 then?
1: Sure. I, you're at Act 3 now, right? Yep. Yeah, okay, yep. Okay, so Act 3 I just named It's About Time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is! <laughs> and mine is called It's Not About You. Ooh!
0: Yeah. It's Not About You. It's
1: Not About You, strange. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um... So, here, I got some lines here. I will play Mordo, and you play Stephen Strange for a third time. Okay.
1: <laughs> we did it. Yes, yes, we
0: did. But also violating the natural law. Look around you, it's over. You think there will be no consequences, Strange? No price to pay? We broke our rules just like her. The bill comes due. Always the bill the the strange
1: the birthday <laughs> of the bill
0: mordo like can't sleep anymore he's like so distraught yeah but the
1: bill comes through <laughs> <laughs> what did i write i think when he said that i think everyone well, always pays his debts for something yeah. like that it's, it's really reminded me of that <laughs> yeah oh yeah my gosh so that's actually pretty much where
0: we start um, well, actually, we start with Wong. He's there with all his buddies in Hong Kong, and they're there to defend the Sanctum in Hong Kong. This yeah. is the last, last one that uh, Kaecilius has not fought yet, so they know that's mm-hmm. where he's going next. Uh, but we get Strange and Mordo having a little, like, pep talk, and Mordo's pretty much just lamenting a bunch here, just like... Caecilius was her
1: fault. (laughs) Getting all mad again. The (laughs) beetle He's just—it's—it's weird. He's just standing in standing in rubble, standing in solitude. Like, go into your your room or something.
0: It's strange. Pretty much just goes like, "All right, like you know where he's going. I'm going there." we have to go. And then yeah. Mono just goes with him. Like, it's this, just it, such a total flip. Like, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. He's like just like being really annoying and then just goes with him. I feel like there's it's, a missing line of dialogue or something. Like,
1: I know, yeah. It is kind of weird. I don't know what? if it's... like It's it's almost as if like he's just having this really emotional point and it's like, cut. Okay, stop yeah, the emotions. Just, yeah. just go do your thing now. Because now you yeah, need to be weird. in the next scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but now we get them where they arrive in China. Or, sorry, uh, Hong, Kong, Hong Kong, sorry. I wrote China. Yeah. Um, and they get to Hong Kong there and uh, they notice that Kaecilius has already killed Wong and destroyed the whole building and the Dark Dimension is now taking over Hong Kong. This is such a crazy scene where oh, man. Yeah. Strange immediately notices what's going on, thinks, mm-hmm. oh my god, the only thing I can do is turn back time. If I could yeah.
1: turn back time. time <laughs> and, uh, find a way. They should have
0: played that song while this was happening this whole scene. Um, <laughs> yeah. If it was
1: Guardians, that's totally what would have happened. Uh, yeah. Either so, that or they would have played like Time after time. Oh, t- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, no, no. time after time would have been while he's actually making that bargain with. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> time <Dornamu. after> time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, anyways, um, Strange does this crazy thing where he starts turning back time, but as he's trying to do the spell, Kycilis recognizes what he's gonna do, so now it's a threat, and Kycilis just starts running at him. It's crazy. Yeah. And he's it's about T-1000 to T one thousand run again. Exactly. And he's just about to stab him just before the spell happens. So Strange mm-hmm. acted like to the second of how how fast he had to be yeah and as he starts turning back time and everything starts rebuilding itself he then goes to mordo and brings mordo out of the spell and the craziest thing is is that as everything's turning back time um is able to break out of this time somehow yeah i don't get what's
1: going on but it's crazy (laughs) i guess because it must be because he's pulled enough uh enough of like the energy from the dark dimension I assume. Uh, yeah, or I guess. It,
0: I wonder. Does that mean he could think and feel and act while he was reversing in time, or something? I get. <sighs> like it's very weird. I don't know. Yeah, it is really weird. I. Am... It's fun I though. Really like explain. don't get me wrong. This whole scene is so fun. Like I love watching. Like even the horrific things. Like somebody who had like hit a car crash and died on the bike oh, and they reverse... reverse back into the car. Yeah. Um, but then, like, I don't know who thinks of this stuff. How do you think of this? But, like, when they have a fight scene going on, while things are reversing, and he hits somebody into a fish tank that's broken that then builds itself back up into a fish tank, and the person's yeah. stuck in there? Like, that's so cool. It is
1: a really cool idea. <laughs> oh. And then Kai just gets stuck in the wall.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah. But he's, like, still in there, like, that he can't fully build because he's, like, stuck in the wall, I guess. Yeah. Then, oh. It's, it's just genius. Like, it's it's crazy. Somebody was like, okay, we're going to do a fight scene, and we're also going to have time reversing during the fight scene. And then, mm-hmm. then as they're writing it, they're going through the fight scene. And suddenly, they're like, "Wait, wait, wait! What if we pause time during this reversal fight scene?" <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. So let's they
1: add. Let's add a seventh layer
0: to yeah. this mess. Yeah. So yeah. they break the stone. Um. At that moment, and time just freezes and pauses. I think this is after they um get Wong back as well.
1: Uh. uh yeah. So they well I'll uncover <laughs> Wong, um, kind of towards the end of everything. Finally, like, rewinding to back to uh, right. Rewinding back to yep. it's like. Point zero part, I guess. Um, I, I, li- I like his line when he comes out too. Like, like what are you doing? Like, breaking natural law? I'm like, well, well, don't stop now. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he Looks
0: back at like where his dead body would have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you're like, oh, well, you just saved me. So yeah. you know, let's oh, keep going. So good. Like, I won't complain. <laughs> but they end up knocking out Doctor Strange. Kaecilius does at least. And uh, when he falls, he hits the ground, and that's what stops the spell. When the spell stops, time just kind of pauses there. And it's Mm -hmm. just so crazy, again, to pause time suddenly after you've been doing all of this manipulation and uh, everything's just just stuck in frozen Mm -hmm. time. And now they're preparing to battle in a frozen time. A small, very small thing. It would have been kind of fun if it was in a short loop, like a gif. If, like, it was just, like, sort of jerking and moving a little bit, you know? I think that oh, like it's, really, it's really almost cool. like trying to keep going. Yeah. Forward, yeah. I think that would be really sweet. Although I, yeah. I like the, the frozen time. I used to mm-hmm. have like a movie idea when I was a kid where like it would have taken place during a frozen time period like this. Mm. And uh, it was, it, I, I love the concept of time and
1: I think it's really cool how they did this. Um, I, I can picture that happening in like in a creepy kind of movie where. That's, it was a horror um, movie I was trying to write. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, w- that would make sense because I feel like if uh, in, in the middle of like uh, the main people that are able to move. You see, like the whole environment around them is kind of like shifting in mm-hmm. kind of like weird, like yeah. awkward kind of ways. I feel like um, what does that remind me of? It kind of reminds me of uh, did you did you watch Silent Hill the movie? Oh yeah, yeah. So I think it's also in the video games. But there's a scene where they go like she's she's in this room and there, there are those um, like weird nurses, those like blind nurses. Yeah, and I think they only see you when there's light or like they kind of do these like weird twitches yeah yeah. and so yeah. that's what that's what i kind of picture like if if everything in the environment is kind of shifting it's like really unnatural movements like yeah those kind of like those witches it gets creepy like quickly it would be really creepy yeah. yeah
0: um in this moment when time is frozen Mordo's like okay we're gonna have to fight caecilius like let's end this kind of thing yeah and then <laughs> so then strange decides to fly away <laughs> when, uh, he, clearly, he doesn't communicate he just I'm just gonna do it but he's thing. got a plan like in yeah. my mind he clearly has a plan and then yeah Kaisilius is like see like even Strange leaves or something like that and Mortal yeah. for some reason believes that believes he, it he like, looks like, back and on. just starts like almost bawling his eyes out that Strange know, has left so him sad. <laughs> it's Yeah, so funny yeah uh, I just can't take him seriously yeah. anyways we have Strange <laughs> going off into the dark dimension to go talk to Dormammu and uh Dormammu. I've come to
1: bargain <laughs> uh you it's like life. this scene just reminds me of like his whole zombie camarotage, <laughs> camarotage.
0: <laughs> dormammu um i feel like his audition lines when he was learning to like not learning but when he was practicing his american accent this was the first line he was doing a lot of dormammu. i feel like the audition was
1: just this line actually yeah i like, like it was bargain Yeah, or it wasn't even, like, yeah, it was probably just, okay, say this line in 20 different ways. Well, have you ever heard Benedict
0: Cumberbatch try to say penguin? He goes, penguin, and he, like, can't say penguin right. Does he really? What? You can search it up on YouTube. It's a funny thing where it's, like, an interviewer, and he, like, can't say the word penguin. So uh, he did a documentary (laughs) where he was narrating it, and it was about penguins. (laughs) Everyone realized that he, like, says penguin really awkwardly. So, How is that the second result when I go to YouTube? I know, I it's a popular Benedict, video. And it's, what? So anyways, I feel like maybe Dormammu was also a hard one for him. So we really had to emphasize it like Dormammu. <laughs> like, <laughs> like,
1: Shamu the whale. I mean, it's, like, I've come it's, to it's work also in. like, it's also a weird word, Dormammu. Dor, Dor, like, it doesn't sound like Dor, a name. Dormammu. It, doesn't sound, it Dor sounds Dormammu. like it's meant to be like, like, Dormammu. I don't know. What if he like emphasized bathtub. it weirdly? Dormammu?
0: <laughs> Dormammu! Dor- Dormammu! I've come to Borgen. <laughs> Dormammu? I feel like he should do that as he was changing it up. He should, like, change the way he was saying
1: it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, he might as well have fun with it, right? Like, um, Dormammu, I really,
0: I've come to Borgen. I like this concept, though, where he pretty much brings time to Dormammu. Somebody who doesn't know the concept of time, he brings time from his world. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think it's really crazy and very cool, like, where he can mm-hmm. be like it doesn't matter you can kill me as many times as you want because I'm going to be able to just keep coming back and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know it's nuts it's very very cool
1: yeah and then uh, what is it that he said um, oh well you'll spend eternity in like suffering suffering or yeah it's not just like dying but he's you like you will suffer oh, pain's an old yeah. friend pain's an old friend yeah that's yeah. just that's
0: good lines good lines mm-hmm. um, yeah and what an interesting way to fight the end game boss you know just like it just he doesn't actually fight him he uses logic against him that's so doctor strange that's awesome
1: yeah, and I think it'd also be kind of weird at the same time if he did all of a sudden have enough like strength and power to fight back. It would kind of yeah. be like really out of character at this point. Yeah. So yeah, and I I guess it's kind of nice that this leaves uh, Dormammu kind of open um, for like a subsequent movie, kind of like later on. Yeah, Potentially. yeah, I guess that's I mean true, like yeah. I don't I don't think they would, but like you know that's something that we kind of come across in comics, right? Like that characters don't necessarily die; they're just they're temporarily gone for whatever no reason No one's ever really back. gone Yeah What's that from? Uh, that that's Black actually the,
0: the, the last trailer to Star Wars Rise of Skywalker it just said no one's ever really gone um, Oh okay And now it's I just become thinking... kind of a meme It's just like no one dies in movies anymore, just, like, no, one in movies anymore. Just, no one's ever really gone Oh Because well, we can yeah, always bring them back <laughs> Yeah No that, that's so true Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway So yeah that's an interesting fight scene at the end there and then uh, Doctor Strange obviously wins uh, he then bargains with Dormammu. He wins time. He wins. If you could win, win time. <laughs> uh, he heads back to the Earth and then uh, pretty much doesn't have to fight Kaecilius because Kaecilius gets banished to the Dark Realm, Dark Dimension, with his zealots. I don't know if they
1: die or if they just get banished. It's hard to know. I don't think they die. I mean, like, the deal was for them to, like, be taken with Dormammu. Yeah. Like, they have bodies that are still kind of, like, writhing. They look like charcoal Burn kind of thing, right? They like, do, yeah. As they're being brought out, so I think, I think like or
0: something that's very interesting.
1: Yeah, so I guess like they have to uh, shed their human skin because, excuse me, because like it wouldn't be able to last in the dark dimension. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I don't. I don't think they die. It looks like they they live, uh, we but we like, get they live a, in agony.
0: We may get a return of Jafar kind of situation with Cilias later on in the Doctor Strange movies. I, I don't know, but uh, for now he seems to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's pretty much the end. Then Doctor Strange and, and Wong and Mordo just kind of have a conversation about how um, they're now going to be the defenders of Earth uh, from all the other dimensions. And then Mordo pretty much says, "Now nah, I'm out. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm, out. I'm, I'm gonna do my own thing because this is nuts and I don't believe in anything anymore." <laughs> yeah. His mind is like mush oh, at he's this moment. So he's, distraught. Yeah, yeah. He's, he just he can't trust anyone anymore after finding out that the one person he looked up to the most was actually using the dark dimension. So, mm-hmm. now he's like, nope screw it, I'm gone," and leaves.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's the end. That is Doctor Strange. Is that the end? Is that how it ends? I guess it's pretty much. So he puts right. down the amulet, and then. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry, starts. did I miss something? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. He he returns the amulet, uh, and then Wong. Oh, kind you're of right. Moment. Yeah, yeah. he like, goes back oh, to the same One you will yeah. learn enough to uh, use it again or whatever. And, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, and so that's that's how it goes, and Doctor Strange. There was um there was actually a thing, it starts playing his theme um at the end here. So it starts playing the Doctor Strange theme, and I I could be totally off here, but it sounded like his theme would work in the Avengers theme.
1: Oh. Uh, what is the Avengers theme again? Um dun 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 Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I I I don't know. It, the
0: strange theme I can't really hear it right now. I'm not playing the audio of the movie, um but it, when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, weird!" It sounded like that would actually play alongside the Avengers theme, and it made mm-hmm. me think they should have done this, where every one of the heroes' themes actually all played together and like were in the same key or at least would work as well in Whoa. the Avengers theme, because it would have been like harmony all working together or something. It would have been nuts. I don't know how you would have made it work, but it would have been so cool if that worked. That would have been really cool. Well, somebody's
1: going to do that now. Now that you've said it, and, and we have <laughs> listeners, yes. one of those Our listeners is, is going to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, so all in all, though, good film. Let's move
0: on to the after credit scenes. There is one quick one where Thor meets Doctor Strange. Yeah. We're actually going to talk more about this in Thor Ragnarok when it happens. but uh, when it happens, yeah. For the time being, we just know that Loki is for some reason on Earth. And Doctor Strange doesn't really want Loki to be on Earth all that long, so he tells Thor, let's go see your dad. Um, and that's pretty much it, yeah. it's pretty much the scene. He gives him a beer. I like the beer. That's good. Refillable beer, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's nice to see uh, Thor again. We haven't seen him in a
1: long time, so it's nice to see him back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to tease before we see him. Well, actually, Thor, Ragnarok. Two, him a few two movies, more movies right? or three more two movies? More? Yeah, okay. Uh, three more movies, actually.
0: Um... And then our second scene, we get Mordo. Mordo's rampage. So he goes back to our first guy, um, Pangborn. Pangborn. And Mordo she Sounds like a Harry Potter character. I know. <laughs> Mordo goes and he says, I finally understand what's wrong with this world. Too many
1: magicians? Sorcerers.
0: Sorcerers. Sorcerers. <laughs> I couldn't remember Too what Too many saying. wizards.
1: <laughs> yeah, wizards. I couldn't remember what Too he said. Too many wizards, Harry. Sorcerers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah too many sons so he's basically just become like a sorcerer hunter yeah he's
0: a bad guy now i mean i'm pretty sure mordo is actually a bad guy in the comics and he is yeah he's actually a bad
1: like a main villain to doctor strange
0: but i think he's only ever been a villain in the comics and this was like the first kind of like let's make him a hero so i think to a lot of people who knew the comics were like oh weird mordo's like good so i think they probably knew he was gonna be bad um, they kind of gave him like a, like a subtle origin story within this movie. Yeah. Which it makes sense. He's over emotional. A lot of villains are using emotion and that's yeah. why they screw up. That's, that's uh, fear. <laughs> <the laughs> that's anger. why they screw up.
1: See, if they, if they just had no emotion, then they'd be fine. Yeah. They would
0: win. I mean, well, that, that's all star Wars is right. If you use if you're too emotional, then the dark side kicks in. Yeah. You die. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be Luke. You have to be stone. No
1: emotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he does die, but <laughs> not, 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 not out of emotion. True. Yeah. Um, so, anyways,
0: uh, that's after the whole movie. Anthos, let me ask you this. What's yeah. the worst character in the movie? Mordo. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree, and I think we've already gone over it so much. I just yeah. don't like him either. That yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. Mordo. <laughs> yeah. Anthos, what's the best character
1: in this film? <clears throat> uh you know what, I'm just gonna be a little bit different and say Wong. <laughs> he Whoa. didn't get a lot of scenes, but I just I I liked I just enjoyed watching him. He just has, like, these funny, funny moments that just, like, they're suitable for his character. And I think they're suitable just to kind of, like, play off of uh, Doctor Strange's character. Yeah? Um, yeah, I just enjoy it. Like, there's that one moment later on when Doctor Strange has that sort of, like, heroic last line sort of thing. Like, uh, I can't remember what he says. Something about time to... Uh,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, sometimes he uh,
1: the warnings come after the spell oh that's right yeah, yeah that's what he says he just starts laughing wong just packs up like yeah. i don't like it it's really cheesy and it shouldn't be as funny but like to me it just happens to be really funny and i think it's, it's wong just does it really well i don't know
0: yeah he's a good actor i like it
1: yeah anyway you um
0: mine i thought you were gonna say dr strange so mine is dr strange okay um i yes. think he's by far the best character in this whole film i think he, he blows out of the water Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch does an amazing job I remember the day they said that he was going to be Doctor Strange And I was like holy crap like there it is That's the cast mm-hmm. that's great um, And he yeah he was amazing But I will give a runner up to Kaecilius Mads Mikkelsen did a great job uh, Oh yeah, He's fun yeah, to yeah, watch yeah. on screen He's he's one of the fun villains I like watching fun villains um, And I'm, I'm curious to know more And I also like I could almost watch like a prequel movie About Mads Mikkelsen's character Going up through learning from the Ancient One and all that I could almost watch that That would hmm. be very interesting to, for me I could probably watch that yeah um so yeah runner-up goes to him but but still doctor strange is by far the best in this movie mm-hmm. um let's go how does this movie rate as a piece of a bigger
1: picture like how comics are pieces of arcs so i i see this as being kind of like the higher end so maybe i'd give it a seven or eight um because we've we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> out, of, out of 53. Uh, because we, we had enough time to get introduced to some characters that um, not only are pivotal for this, but could potentially be pivotal for subsequent movies. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like the fact that Dormammu and Caecilius, like, none of them died. Um, Mordo has gone on to do his own thing. Um, M- Doctor Strange has taken over what once was the Ancient One's position, which means that opens up like a whole new possibility as to like what does that even entail Mm -hmm. so um and i I think oh and we didn't we we didn't mention this earlier but uh wong does say that um oh the the, eye the the, the eye is the infinity stone yeah so exactly i think because yeah yeah that and there's a lot of reference to the multiverse and just time like a lot of the things that they talk about yes it's for this movie but they end up using a lot of it um to make endgame work i guess a bit of infinity war and endgame for sure more so endgame yeah so yeah i think the the information is probably like there's a lot packed in there which i don't know if it had to be necessarily packed in so much but like it worked and i uh yeah i I would say i'm able to enjoy this as kind of like one arc learning about you know all there is to do with like kamrataj and like the magic and uh um and what the like the Time zone does and, and stuff like that. So we learned a lot, but then we have a lot of information that we can take going forward. So, yeah, that's why I give it I maybe 8, maybe 8, hard, a hard 8.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, I how, how agree much, with you how on you, that.
0: I, I think especially because it's got the Infinity Stone in it, it, it connects really well to the MCU. I think in this moment in time, most of these movies do this too because um, they, they just really knew where they were going, I think, from this point on
1: yeah that's that's a good point like by now we're in phase three like they definitely had more things hashed out just towards uh, infinity war and endgame mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but How it's good it's, it was
0: it was it's just really good and i
1: think it works really well in this larger arc <clears throat> yeah we have uh okay so in phase three we just watched the second movie yep so next is guardians volume two homecoming thor Ragnar- okay actually well phase three has a lot of movies
0: yeah so the, we we even though we started phase three we only just recently passed over the halfway point so Okay. Yeah, we so did yeah, a lot that's coming, right yeah. For sure. It, but they're all without, good ones. So
1: they yeah, a lot of them are good. Without far from home, there's 10 movies in phase 3. Yeah. So 11 including fa- Wow. So phase 3 is just half of the whole yeah, MCU. It's, it's long, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. But with that, that's the end of this one. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Anthos just mentioned it, but yeah, be sure to catch us on the next one where we're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I'm so freaking excited for. (laughs) I I really, I don't know why I like this one one so much, but I know it's good. I just remember, maybe not necessarily story-wise, because I know it's not like super high stakes, but I just remember there being really good scenes, very emotional scenes and very fun scenes. So I'm excited to see all that
1: i i'm really excited for uh seeing a little bit more of the kind of like random father son relationship yeah. with uh uh not with ego or egon ego yeah but with ego, um, yeah. no with um
0: uh, what's his name oh shoot what is his yeah, name star lord and, uh, and the other dude yeah, yeah.
1: i'm freaking mary poppins <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> yeah. oh I'm, I'm excited yondu yeah. yondu yeah. thank you well yondu you. out of here so uh have All a good one right, everybody. Hey. Thank you so much for listening and we'll
1: see you on the next one. Alright. We say that every time here. We'll see you on the next one. We will I guess that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye. bye.